Yeah. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 1203, season 12, episode 3. I have titled this episode, Psychodramatic Politics, The Next Pandemic, and Tyranny Rising. Why? Well, just before coming onto the air with you beautiful people, it seems as though the freedom truckers in Canada have finally taken the extra step. They've made a list of demands. A list of demands. That's right. They've got seven of them. Who knows? Maybe we'll get into this. Tyranny is rising because the people are awakening. They have to try even harder to grip humanity. And it's not going the way they planned. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is day 21 of the truck of the trucker occupation. Crazy. Crazy all the things that are happening right now. The the, the pace at which things are moving. You know, I've got I've got basically an entire show of articles that I couldn't even fit in here. You know, the first ever fully autonomous DARPA Black Hawk helicopters. Biden telling Americans in Ukraine to leave now. Things could go crazy quickly. Less than 50 uh, Seattle police officers working first watch for the whole city. 50 police officers for the whole city. Imagine that. Imagine how crazy that would be. The lawlessness that's just promoted. Two-thirds of Democrats want Hillary spying and the fake Russia charges investigated. That came out. Like, it's so crazy. You've got the Jeffrey Epstein stuff coming out, the Ghislaine Maxwell stuff coming out, the organized human trafficking that's coming out, the drugs that are coming out, Satanism that's coming out. And it's, 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 it's almost jarring. It's almost uh, disorienting because it's like, yes, not only are you vindicated, not only is this all true, but it's all happening at the same time. Truly crazy, the world we're getting into. If you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to coffee.com forward slash noise era. Coffee.com forward slash noise era is the best way to support us. We also have cryptocurrency options, which you can also find in the description bar below at let'sgo.finance. I have uh, been piling away my little fjb coins yes because it's more than just f joe biden it's more of a movement 
Uh, you're, you're, you're seeing it in the store shelves. You're feeling it with your wallet. When you go to the gas station, they're talking about $7 a gallon. My God. You know, get FJB coin. Get gold. Get silver. Get storable foods. Because they're bringing it down. They are bringing it down. Uh, we didn't get around to posting it this week, but one of the uh, one of the CEOs of BlackRock actually said that we are in the end stages of this 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 uh, of this system. But again, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to coffee.com forward slash noise era. That's the best way to do it. You can also get yourself New Leaf Naturals storable goods. Or New Leaf Natural CBD oil and My Patriot Supplies, Strobel Goods, all of this stuff you guys can find in the link in the description bar below. I got to be honest with you. I kind of just want to go ahead and jump into the show. I don't want to do a whole preamble or a whole rant and a rave uh, because, again, the information's intense and you don't really need me to tell you. At this point, I'm just a collector of tales trying to tell you guys about the crazy things that are going down that I find very interesting. Uh, some that I agree with, some that I don't agree with. You know, I've pulled I've, I have literally pulled apart, like I said before, that entire show's worth of articles on the side. So we're going to try to blitz through those as fast as we can. And then we'll get into the radar read. Sound like a sound like a plan. Good, because that's what we're going to do. That's going to have to be the plan. Like it or not. Let's go ahead and start getting into uh, some of the articles that I have pulled aside for you. Beautiful beautiful people right here dhs official defends monitoring the trucker protests linking terrorism to misinfo now this is just a carryover of what we talked about last week where they basically declared civilians as terrorists dehumanizing them this is all that's happening and we'll talk more about this in the third segment where you basically have joe biden encouraging Justin Trudeau to follow through on tyranny. Hey, man, don't go ha- don't go halfway. No half measures. Go all the way. DHS official defends monitoring trucker protests, linking terrorism to misinfo. And again, another thing that we talked about just last week is providing material support and how that could be an act of domestic terrorism. And again, what is so crazy is just the, the, the overt authoritarianism that is being put on display for the American people, not even the American people, the entire world. You've got people saying, oh, we're going to shut down your bank accounts. We're going to kidnap your kids. We're going to destroy your fuel. Like, think about, again, they don't they don't talk like this to actual foreign threats. But do you see how they treat domestic citizens? Uh, right here, like I said before, less than 50 Seattle police officers were working first watch for the whole city. Multiple sources in the Seattle Police Department told the post-millennial that sufficient staffing levels for a city as populated as Seattle should have no less than 250 officers on each watch. And there's only 50. And when you scroll down through here, it says that uh, here in the staffing numbers for first watch, there's seven police officers for the east, 13 for the north, nine for the south, eight for the southwest, and 10 for the west, 47 total. Only 47 officers work in the first watch this morning. How do you think that's going to unfold? Defund the police, am I right? (laughs) Am I right? No lives are better, am I right? (laughs) Yeah. 
Moving on. Moving on. Up two thirds of Democrats want Hillary spying in the fake Russia charges investigated. Right now, she is a certified political criminal. I would say right now, I'd say she's been like this for quite some time. Footage came out of a reporter walking up on her saying, hey, how do you feel about this? And she just hid. Yeah, the Durham report hasn't really been getting any news this week. I think that's one of the reasons why we're trying to go to war with Russia. You know, when the truth comes out, they've got to cover it up somehow. (laughs) Uh, Bay Area calls on residents to take the homeless into their homes. Would you open up a spare room for a homeless person? You know, and what what that makes me want to do is play for you, beautiful people. That clip of James, you know, the homeless man from Texas that moved to San San Francisco so he could get paid over 800 bucks a month to be homeless. You know, James, the guy that ended up selling the fentanyl to children as low as age 15 and then teaching them how to, you know, inject themselves with Narcan. Would you open up a spare room for a homeless person? Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Senators finally discover that the CIA is using a program to collect data on American citizens. And it's not Facebook. It's not Fedbook. Wow. Good job, Senators. You know, I I, I hate to sound uh, sarcastic. You know, I hate to sound like a jerk, but I think that's the perfect title. Senators finally, finally discover that the CIA is using a secret program to collect data on American citizens. You know, what's crazy is that came out this week as well that we'll be getting into in the second segment. The CDC casually admitted that those nose swabs people were taking to see whether or not you had COVID. It was really... a. it it, 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 they 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 stole your genetic data your genomic sequencing and they sent it to analysis they stole your data through those nasal swabs and sent it to you know who (laughs) you know who team china but good job senators you finally discovered that the cia is using a a secret program to collect data on american citizens moving on uh, both the U.S. and Russia evacuate embassies in Ukraine as the crisis enters uncharted territory. What's crazy is again, I don't know, we haven't put this in the news in our in our in our show, but Russian media has come out this week poking fun at American media for us trying to start a war. There's no reason for this. There's no reason for this. Oh, I know the reason why. It's because of Burisma. It's because of Biden's financial interests in Ukraine. That's why we're going to war. See how they just keep covering it up and covering it up, and it gets worse and worse and worse. CCP is terminally ill. Author says China's domestic troubles could trigger a leadership coup. It's a good thing. This is a good thing. And we've talked about this, how China's the figurehead, how it's the Chinese century, things like this and more. We've got to keep an eye on that. Moving on. Uh, Breaking. Suspect arrested over attempted assassination of Louisville mayoral candidate as BLM activist and black nationalist championed by Obama. And now this guy's been let out on bail. Yeah, like a $100,000 bail. 
legit. This dude shot at a mayoral candidate, and articles came out that the, that the shot was so close the candidate literally had bullet holes in his sweater. This happened earlier this week, and I think it's what it's Thursday now. And this guy's already been bailed out at $100,000 because of a BLM group. So, I mean, now here in New Mexico, we talk about the revolving door of the prison and justice system. I just described it. This dude shot at a mayoral candidate, went into jail, got booked, and then bailed out. (laughs) And he was encouraged by BLM and Obama. And so race war. Race war, race, race war, race war. Let me read a little bit about this because it, it, it shows you how crazy things are, right? 50, poli- 50 police officers instead of 200, uh, 250. Some of that's from the vaccine mandate. Some of that's from the defund the police movement. Some of that's just from targeted assassinations and things like this. And I've talked about this, right? Police officers in Houston being shot, in New York being shot. This is a mayoral candidate. That's why this is this is more than just this gentleman right here. We're talking political assassinations. We're talking about lawlessness. We're talking about police not really being able to enforce the law or justice. We're talking about the breakdown of the social contract. Let's read this quick article by Christina Lalia of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up February 15th. It says, Kentucky, the suspect, arrested over the attempted assassination of of Louisville mayoral candidate Craig Greenberg, has been identified as BLM activist Quintez Brown. Craig Greenberg, a Democrat Louisville mayoral candidate, was shot in his office Monday morning in an assassination attempt, police said. Mr. Greenberg was unharmed. However, a round had hit his clothes. Quintez Brown was arrested and charged with attempted murder and four counts of first-degree wanton endangerment, according according to the LMPD. Uh, WLKY reported that a Louisville man at the center of a missing persons case last year has been identified as the man whom police said opened fire in the campaign headquarters of the Louisville mayoral candidate. Quintez Brown, 21, was identified as a suspected gunman by Louisville Metro Police spokesperson in an update Monday night. Brown's charge, Brown's charges are attempted murder and four counts of first degree wanton endangerment, according to the LMPD. Quintez Brown is a BLM activist and a black nationalist who was championed by Barack Obama and Joy Reid. And then they've got Andy No, who has been notoriously following BLM and Antifa, going so far as to even writing a book, uh, doing a little bit of doxing. He's, uh, he's, he's got all this information on him. And so this dude is 21? Bro, they're trying to turn you... They're not... Like, it's crazy. They're not even... There's a difference between like career criminals and now I feel like they're turning people into political criminals. This dude is 21 and he's and he's already been brought up by the Democratic Party, already been brought up by by BLM to start killing people that don't go along with the agenda. Crazy. Crazy. And that does it for this week's radar read. Good Lord. Good Lord. Like I said, he's already been let out on bail, $100,000 bail. That video came out. Of course, it was a white lady going to the clerk's office, speaking on behalf of black people, bailing him out. (laughs) Give him a cashier's check for $100,000. And he is free to roam. (laughs) Free to roam. Free to shoot again. Free to cause chaos again. 
And so what does that really mean? Like that stuff that you would see in third world countries, you know, like in Mexico where they kill journalists. That's what the cartel does. They kill journalists. I think they're up to five this year so far. See, that's stuff you see in third world countries. You don't see that here in America. Political assassinations. Oh, but they're coming. Targeted assassinations and targeted arrests of resistance leaders. That's coming. But they're just preparing you. Hey, get used to destabilization. Get used to civil unrest. Get used to the escalation. Get used to the extremism, right? Because what did I talk? What, what is what is something that we have been wavering on or talking about for these past two years? What is the difference between a criminal and a terrorist? What is the difference between a thug and an extremist? You see how either one of those types of labels isn't very favorable to anyone that that designation falls upon. You see, every everybody's a criminal. Everybody's a terrorist. Everybody's a problem, right? Every, that, you are the issue. That's what they're trying to get you to understand. Truly incredible. Let's get into the radar read. Progress with the show. Bank run? As Canada threatens to freeze bank accounts, the top banks mysteriously have gone offline. An article from the Free Thought Project. Interesting. Yeah, that, that happened. They're threatening to go after uh, people's bank accounts, again, for supporting the trucker movement. Gibson Go got hacked earlier this week. We'll be talking about that. And then they ended up giving all, giving 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 the information away. They hacked it and then leaked the information. Pro-establishment hackers encouraging this type of uh, dissent squashing behavior. Sketchy. Sketchy. Canadian and American governments prepare for domestic war on freedom. It's very true. We'll be getting into it in the third segment. But the CBC has come out saying that their experts are warning against far-right connotations of the word freedom. They're literally chastising the word freedom now. That's a that's a far-right concept. Freedom. Just the other week, Joe Biden came out saying that, oh, well, you know, the Constitution is an always evolving thing. And then he followed that up this week by saying that, well, your personal freedoms don't really matter when it comes to mandates. These people are they're, they're, they're going full authoritarian. Tyranny is rising. As I've said before, they're telling you to put the mask on as they reveal theirs, as they take theirs off. The cost of living in the United States is rising to absolutely absurd levels. Thank you, Bidenflation. Thank you, Bear Shell Biden. Thank you, the Great Reset. Again, that archetypal image of just seeing somebody standing in a grocery store with a mask on, looking at empty shelves, completely unaware that their mask and their compliance caused this. The cost of living in the United States is rising to absolutely absurd levels, and it's only going to intense. Disney said that they're going to have to raise their amusement prices 150, 160%. This is Disney. They've got all the money in the world. I mean, just last year, uh, what was it? Just last year, Dollar General said that they were going to increase their prices roughly 25%. And it's only going to increase because of this dirt bag. Derp bag. And it's also going to increase as well because of the worldwide freedom trucker movements that are taking place. Yes, those are good and they are bad. This is a part of the Great Reset. 
which will set the stage for sustainable development. Let me read a little bit of this article by Michael Snyder. You know how thorough his articles are, so we won't read a lot of it. Just enough to get back into the radar read. Most of the time, the vast majority of Americans simply do not care about economics. And it pains me to say that because I have been running a website about economics for more than a decade. But it is true. Under normal circumstances, most hardworking Americans don't have the time or the energy to debate the finer points of economic policy. But now things have changed. Here in 2022, our leaders have messed things up so badly that just that suddenly just about everyone is feeling the pain. Most people just want economic conditions to, quote, return to normal, but that isn't going to be so easy. Over the past few years, the Federal Reserve has pumped trillions of fresh dollars into the financial system, and you just can't undo that. Our politicians in Washington have been on the biggest borrowing spree in all of human history. I think that many of them truly believe that there would be that there would never be any serious consequences. But as Forbes aptly noted, quote, we are now paying a heavy price for this magical thinking. Unfortunately, Americans are now paying a heavy price for this magical thinking. Inflation, spurred at least in part by record government spending and inaction on other issues, is running at its highest rate since 1982. The price for meat and eggs is up 12% since last year. Furniture and beddings is up 17%, and used cars and trucks are up 40.5%, by God. Meanwhile, the Treasury Department recently reported America's total national debt is now over $30 trillion, the highest ever. To put this in context, if you stacked $30 trillion of $100 bills, you could, always re- you could almost reach this weather satellites orbiting Earth at over 20,000 miles above us. Today, we have absolutely gigantic mountains of money chasing a smaller pool of goods and services because of the pandemic. As a result, the cost of living has been soaring into the stratosphere. Yeah, just last week we talked about how 7 in 10 Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. The cost of living in the United States is rising to absolutely absurd levels. Apartments being $2,000. The cost of this state. Well, I didn't get around to putting this in the show. But Walmart has started putting stakes inside locked metal cages to keep shoplifters from taking them. Now, is that because of these stupid progressive policies? Or is this because of the economic collapse? Either way, you can see the evidence all around you. Right there, housing affordability is getting crushed. Costlier loans are pushing the American dream out of reach for first-time buyers. I do not want to take up too much time of how difficult it was for me and my wife to try to get a house, only for the seller to pull out last minute and stick us. So, yeah, simply put, getting a house is crazy. House prices are intense. The cost of living is is up. And I don't see it getting any better, uh, especially whenever our dollar is devalued, right? We're not really, really producing much. It's it is a very, very sketchy situation, um, and this is why you see me hedging my bets, uh, getting into other things, other forms of investment. We'll talk more about that later. I was talking about that with Jensen before the show, but we had so many audio issues uh, trying to get everything connected that I kind of left him. But yeah, no, things are changing, and we've got to change with them. YouTube CEO shocks interviewer when she calls for government-enforced censorship. This is fascism, right? 
where companies link up with, uh, with, 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 with government, that's fascism, right? And so now you have government-enforced censorship being encouraged by, by YouTube. This is probably why we're not over there. That's crazy. Because we don't tout the party line. Moving on. Uh, AOC says she helped, quote, huge amounts of illegal aliens get taxpayer stimulus checks. That's so great. You're such a progressive person. It's like we've played, we have played video clips of people from El Salvador, Ecuador, Haiti, having like United Nations debit cards, being mad that the UN didn't give them extra money to come to America. And now you have AOC saying that she helped huge amounts of illegal aliens, gets taxpayers stimulus checks. And this is, again, like why we have skyrocketing debt, because we ha- we thought it was a marvelous idea to pay people to not work. And then whenever those people that you paid to not work didn't go back to work and only stayed on these employment programs even harder and longer, we're like, oh, I don't know why the debt's skyrocketing. I don't know why we can't keep anybody in the workforce. I don't. I, what's up with all these shortages? Wow. It's almost like incompetency by design. Because that's exactly what it is. An engineered collapse. Justice Department sues Missouri over Second Amendment sanctuary law. A state simply cannot declare federal laws invalid. The U.S. is facing a dangerous prescription prescription drug shortage. Dangerous. It's true. Look at this. Caught on video. MS-13 terrorists ambush and rob Border Network News reporter Oscar El Blue Ramirez during live stream report. Let's watch that. Doesn't that sound interesting? Let's watch somebody get robbed on live television and say, come into the country, bro. Get in here. You are a upstanding individual. I cannot wait to do business with you. (laughs) Let's watch this homie get robbed. And again, this is what's being brought into the country. It's not racist to say this, especially whenever you have actual evidence of it. You know, I didn't get around to posting it, speaking of MS-13 and other things that are coming across the border. Like last week, there was a lady that got caught, a woman human trafficker uh, by Border Patrol. It was like a little lapel footage, right? And she was in handcuffs and she's, she was growling. She was legitimately growling, saying, I don't understand. Like it was, it was, it was kind of creepy. Um, and I went through the comments on the video and they said, Oh, these these traffickers are being trained to act mentally insane so that whenever they do show up in court, uh, they can claim insanity to plea insanity pleas and things like this. I say that because in that very same week as that lady was getting apprehended by Border Patrol and acting possessed, it was like last week coming into this week information came out of, 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 of cannibals literally eating people's hearts and they were the traffickers, like they were part of the cartel and how this is how they breed trust within like the cartel on, on, on some of their gangs. Cause you've got MS 13, you've got La Raza, you've got uh, the Sinaloa cartel, you've got all kinds of different people 
You've also got uh, Santa Muerte. You've got all of these different factions within the cartel that work, and they've all got to know that you're on board. And some of them have very, very dark aspects to them. And sure enough, that came out like going into this week that some of these younger cats they're pulling into the cartel are having to eat human hearts. And now, now, caught on video, MS-13 terrorists ambush and rob Border Network News reporter Oscar El Blue Ramirez during live stream report. Sorry, homie. Let's see El Blue get robbed. You know, and this is this is again what's going on down there at the border. Ramirez on Oscar. Uh, our audience just saw your footage. Are, are, first off, are you okay, sir? Uh, good morning, Mr. Bannon. Yes, uh, we are secure now. Oh. Uh, the consul of Mexico really hear that. Uh, in Guatemala contacted us uh, last night, uh, and he deployed an operation of protection for us at the place that we are stationed right now. Uh, as they are going to direct us today uh, back uh, and safe uh, to our country of Mexico, we are uh, five hours away uh, from uh, from uh, you know the border uh, between Guatemala and Mexico, sir. What was it? Do we have we ascertained? Was it MS MS thirteen? Who who was it? And what were they trying to do? Shut down your broadcast or just steal your equipment? Uh, I was broadcasting this eruption of this volcano, trying to, you know, uh, explain the narrative of these uh, environmentalists that they're saying that people are migrating due to uh, natural disasters. And the volcano was erupting yesterday. I went over there to document, and I was in a live feed, and there was a community that it was destroyed by an eruption back in 2018. I walked in, and there was a, a person that we were doing an interview, which uh, she is in cahoots with all this operation of people from MS-13s and vandals and criminals that they operate on this, you know, uh, community. As we were on the top of the mountain, uh, you can actually see I, I, they did not realize, and, and, you know, and thank God they did not realize that I was in a live stream. Uh, and I flipped the camera, and they were walking towards me with a shotgun. Uh, immediately Jesus. they told me to kneel down, and, uh, you know, profanity uh, was one of the, you know, the languages to uh, address me to, uh, to you know, dis dispose all of my... Uh, all of my belongings to them. Uh, they could not unlock the phone, so they made me uh, uh, continuously insulting me and then pushing the uh, shotgun in my head, saying unlock the phone, unlock the phone. Uh, I was with a, another colleague, of uh, a professional photographer also, that we were documenting on this place. Uh, and there was not only two individuals as we were watching in the mountain as I was getting my bearings together with this. Uh, we saw six more individuals that they were, uh, you know, dressed up, uh, covered their faces, uh, all of them with shotguns. Uh, it is a complete operation. It is a cartel operation. Uh, people around the neighborhood told us that they have raped uh, women. They have raped children. Uh, they also, an American uh, reporter, uh, most recently she was also uh, uh, robbed uh, and also uh, abused on that particular site, which is, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a catastrophe of a, a volcano of an eruption that happened there in 20, 2018, sir. Okay. I think I think that's – we've got everything we need. Thank you, Oscar. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Uh, but abolish ICE. Am I right? Defund the police. Am I right? No borders, no walls, no USA at all. Am I right? Yeah. 
And so that's why we've really got to think about what we're doing and what we are allowing in this nation, what kind of future this creates. And again, what type of freedoms we're leaving to our young ones. Truly insane these days we find ourselves in. But here's what's going to happen, gang. We're going to, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the psychodramatic politics. Satan con, after school Satan clubs, coming for Christian clubs. Uh, you know, schools banning meat, parents losing custody of their over their kids, and the Pentagon's latest strategy is promoting socialism to combat Beijing. Psychodramatic politics is coming up on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Are you miserable? Haven't been on a date in years? Are you still upset that the cool kids bullied you in junior high school? Mixed race and yearning for the street cred of the homies? Or maybe you're just an angry, radicalized woman who lacks the skills and allure that Kamala Harris used to attract a Willie Brown. Hi, my name is Dr. Van Joan. I am the head of DIE for the Alphabet Mafia. D-I-E stands for diversity, inclusion, and equity. Die. Does that sound fun? If you're bitter about your life, you're mad about the way God made you, and you're a total loser, then you are a prime candidate to become a made man or made woman in the Alphabet Mafia. You want to know more about us? We're a for-profit coalition of organizations funded by George Soros. We're Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ, and critical race theory, all rolled into one. We burn and loot cities, we redefine marriage, and we're also in the process of redefining and expanding gender identities. If you have a writing flair, you would be a good fit at the New York Times. We're rewriting history, and we're helping Americans understand that this country is a massive failure. Do you have a violent criminal history? Maybe you've done time in prison for pedophilia, rape, maybe even some domestic violence, and you can't find the right job in corporate America? No problem. At DIE, you're a perfect candidate to loot, burn, and terrorize black communities. You could be the next Joseph Rodenbaum. So don't miss your chance to kill America. Call us right now at 1-800-555-MARA. That's 1-800-555. Let's all make America racist again. All right. All right, all right, all right. And just like that, we are back. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And, you know, I'm looking outside my window. It's snowing. It's snowing. I hope wherever you are right now, you have peace of mind. Whenever you're listening to this, you have peace of mind. Because that's the only way we're going to get through this, man. No doubt things are crazy. I don't think anybody would 
discount that fact or diminish that fact or disregard that fact. I don't think anybody in their right mind would say that we are in a good place. You know, if you're being intellectually honest, if you're being spiritually honest, you know that we are in we are in the thick of it. We are in the middle of it. Things are crazy. Um, and the only way they're going to settle down is if we figure out how to process them, if we figure out how to digest this, if we figure out how to overcome them. Because make no mistake, like I said before, we are in the thick of it. Our adversary is on the prowl. They are on the move. They are making their move. And as I said before, as evil, as evil evolves, Righteousness must rise to quell it. And so let them make their moves. Let them do these things. Let them come out here in the open. Let them try to rally their own troops. They should. Because we are being rallied ourselves. A great divide is taking place. The great awakening is occurring. Some of it's being encouraged. Revelation is being fulfilled. But make no mistake, we are in those days. Let's go ahead and start getting into the show with you beautiful people. I'm going to start this segment off by playing for you a clip of a local news report that talks about this thing called SatanCon. How Scottsdale, Arizona was set to host the world record largest satanic conference ever. So while you guys were celebrating Super Bowl, Satanists were converging in Arizona to, you guess it, Give worship to the Dark Lord. Let's listen. Let's listen. The Satanic Temple is hosting a SatanCon in Scottsdale, and it is expected to set a record of being one of the largest Satanist gatherings. The origins for the event date back to 2016 when the temple wanted to deliver remarks before a city council meeting. Remember, remember this, it caused some controversy, but they were denied when the Scottsdale mayor, Jim Lane, said no. The Tempe, or the rather the temple, sued for religious discrimination, but lost in a court of appeals. Stu DeHaan was involved in the lawsuit and hopes the conference can show the city what the temple is really all about. A religion that revolves around empathy and compassion. Wow. And ultimately, it's uh, a rebellion against God. Uh, arbitrary tyranny is, is our metaphor for what Satanism is. Wow. So tickets are sold out for the conference. The event runs from February 11th to the 13th at the Saguaro Hotel. The Satan you know, Temple. I'm one of those old school YouTubers, one of those old school truth seekers. So I remember looking at stuff of Anton LaVey. I remember looking at like Ted Gunderson. I remember looking at like all these old school people that would tell you, hey, there are Satanists in your church. There are Satanists in your schools. There are Satanists at your post office. There are Satanists everywhere. And you would, you would never know it. You would never know it because they come off like your friend. But I swear, like the minute that you see this type of stuff, the minute that you have this understanding and this awareness, you see it everywhere. Did you see how he tried to catch himself from saying, oh, this is a revolution uh, against traditional Satanism? You see how he was trying not to say it's a revolution against God, it's a rebellion against God, the Western ethos, Christian principles. You, you, you have to understand, like the only reason these people feel emboldened to do this is because of their time. A couple years ago, whenever me and Lori Alexander of the Exposing Satanic World Government were doing shows, we talked about Anna Lucius, the year of light. 
right? The year of light. And, and, and again, this is why we started our occult world series. This is why we, we paid attention to these types of things because this is not a one-off event. These people are stepping out into the light. They feel emboldened to do these things. They feel like this is their time to shine. They are being greenlit by the mainstream media and this fake pseudo culture that's being deployed on the people. And so they're evolving. It's a revolution against traditional Satanism, but it's still Satanism. Oh, okay, sure. It's like when people say, oh, I'm, I'm for democratic socialism. It's like, well, what's the difference between socialism and democratic socialism? So you're still a Satanist. You're just a revolutionized and a more radical version of Satanism. You see, they don't they don't hide anymore, right? The same way these pedophiles come out in the open and they tell you these things, they don't hide anymore. They're very comfortable with who they are. This is the externalization of the hierarchy, as put forth by Alice Bailey. This is how they're trying to inculcate people, how to indoctrinate them into their way of thinking. They're trying to build their ranks. And for those that are deceived, those that can't see, that haven't been given the sign of discernment, Oh, it's just people at a park having fun in Scottsdale, Arizona. They're having a barbecue. Truly disturbing, but no more so disturbing than was, than this next article that I'm about to get into with you guys, because it's not, again, a one-off event. This is not an isolated case. If anything, it's the beginning of many Check this out right here. Something you guys already knew was coming. After school Satan Club takes aim at Christian clubs for children. So you see how, and I've heard this, I've heard this thought process with uh with communism and socialism as well. You can vote your way in, you can vote your way into communism and socialism, but you're gonna have to shoot your way out. After School Satan Club takes aim at Christian clubs for, for children. You see how open and welcoming the Christian clubs are, but do you see how manipulative and coercive the satanic clubs are? This comes from End Times Headlines. They put this up on Valentine's Day, February 14th. The Satanic Temple recently opened an After School Satan Club in Moline, Illinois Elementary School as a part of its nationwide campaign to push back against the Christian Good News Club offered to school children after regular hour classes. Parents protested outside the Jane Addams Elementary School in Milan when the first after the first after school Satan Club met there last month. Last Thursday, a few people came out to protest the club's second meeting as well. It's why some say that spiritual warfare is taking place in America's public schools. The Satanic Temple, which runs the program, said students would be offered activities such as science and craft projects, puzzles and games, and that they would learn about benevolence, empathy, critical thinking, problem solving, and creative expression too. Lucian Greaves, the Satanic Temple spokesperson, told Fox News about the clubs, quote, I'm hoping that our presence, people can see that the good people can have different perspectives, sometimes on the same mythology, but not mean any harm. Greaves said, we're not including items of religious opinion. We're not teaching children about Satanism. They're just going to know that this is taught by Satanists. The Satanic Temple is not hiding the fact that it created clubs to take on Christian clubs called the Good News Club which has become the number one nemesis, said Greaves. Quote, the after-school Satan clubs were conceived of in order to give an alternative to the religious indoctrination of after-school programs. 
so I, I again, I can't help but think of uh, uh, an apex predator, a master pedophile who's sitting there in an ice cream truck saying, hey, kid, come get some free ice cream. I'm going to kidnap you, duct tape you and take you to my dungeon. He's like, we're not we're not promoting any religious items or anything like that. We're teaching them things like puzzles and games and, you know, tic-tac-toe and all this other cool stuff and critical thinking so they can rely on Satanists for everything they need to think. You understand how dangerous this is? Because it doesn't stop there. I've literally already talked about after-school Satan clubs, BLM uh, having their week of action where they teach kids about globalism and transgender-affirming and queer-affirming ideologies and the destruction of the nuclear family. I would say that's very accurate, that the spiritual warfare is beginning to manifest itself in, the, in America's public schools. Are we literally going to let the devil have access to our kids? And more of this stuff is going to come out. I'm going to, in the future, I'm going to be a bad guy for saying, why are we letting the, set of, the Satanist pedophiles have access to our kids? The argument will be, why aren't you letting them have access to your kids? Truly, prayers to Aztec gods. The list goes on. That's the crazy thing. That's why I'm like, this is not an isolated event. If anything, these people feel emboldened now more so than ever to to take these hurdles because they know the time frame we're in. They feel emboldened by their master to carry out these type of acts. And so they will. Are, the, the real question is, are we going to let them? Are we going to push back? Are we going to call them out for what they are and put them on notice? Check this out right here, guys. I'm going to play for you guys a quick clip that popped up earlier this week. Again, all of this information is coming out just this week, right after the Super Bowl, right? After school, Satan clubs, Satan con things like this and more. And now you've got Pastor Greg Locke, who we played over here on the show before. Now you've got Pastor Greg Locke coming out, threatening to expose witches in his church in a viral video. Now, the article for this is on Newsweek. Clearly, we don't trust Newsweek. It's a more mainstream media publication, and they bashed him. But keep in mind, guys, I just talked to you about Satanists trying to have access to your kids and Satanists holding their own Super Bowl-like event. If you don't think that there are Satanists and witches trying to infiltrate churches and, and, and cast spells on people, hex, uh, hexing people, uh, 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 blaspheming God, and doing all of this stuff, you don't understand spiritual warfare. You don't understand the time frame you're in. So I'm going to play Pastor Greg Locke exposing or threatening to expose these witches, and then we'll pick it up on the other side. This is just me trying to remind you guys again. Count the cost. Understand the days we're in. We got first and last names of six witches that are in our church. And you know what's strange? Three of you are in this room right now. Three of you in the room right now. You better look in my eyeballs. We ain't afraid of you, you stinking witch. Tell you devil-worshiping Satanist witch. We cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your spells. We break your curse. We got your first name. We got your last name. We even got an address for one of you. You so much as cough wrong, and I'll expose you in front of everybody in this tent, you stinking witch. 
You were sent to this church to destroy us. You were sent to this church to lure us in. You were sent to this church to cast spell. Listen, some of you been sick because you befriended that witch. Two of you in my wife's ladies Bible study and you know who you are. And we're going to ask you to get out or I'll expose you in front of everybody. We got all six of their names. All six of them. Two of them had already been confirmed before that thing ever even said it. First and last night, this chick is new to our church and don't know none of you. So you got a choice. You can leave with your spells all by yourself. Or I'll show up next Sunday with a stage full of brooms. And I'll give you one and I'll fly your tail up out of this place in the name of Jesus. But we ain't playing your spell casting, witchcraft, nonsense, sage burning games. Everybody okay? <laughs> Witches are like, nope. And your little dog, too. You're out, witch. <laughs> oh, good stuff. But again, you know, this is the type of authority that America used to move with. This is the type of passion that made America great in the first place. It's not all brimstone and hellfire like they make it out to be. The vim and vigor that Pastor Greg Locke just displayed against evil being practiced against him is what made America awesome. Calling out Satanists, calling out witches, calling out these people who are what? Casting spells, hexing you, openly engaging in spiritual warfare against you. This is, again, not an isolated event. You can go look up the witches that bind Trump. You can go look up the magic resistance. You can go look up the Hexbreck Kavanaugh movement. This is a very real thing. So, again, if you don't think that they're sending witches to churches to, 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 to cast spells against the pastor, to, 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 to condemn people within the church, to hex them, smiling in your face as they do so. You don't understand warfare, and you also don't understand your adversary. Because they know who they are. And that's why they try to get away with it. A certain percentage of these type of people feel even more emboldened whenever they get away with it. That's why we are still living through COVID, thinking that the masks work. These people are casting spells on you and you have no understanding. So truly intense and truly powerful to see this type of stuff going on. And again, if you don't think that there are like, I, I, I got to say this because we're still talking about sociopolitics and, you know, culture war and stuff like this. If you don't think that there are witches teaching children, you haven't seen any of the teachers that we played on the show. I have literally showed you guys a teenager who has 30 different personalities in her head. This is demonically inspired knowledge. They have brainwashed and nerfed a fair amount of these people. But let me move on because this, 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 this plays a huge part of what I'm trying to talk about next right here uh, with, with all of this other stuff that's going on. Yeah, Pastor Greg Locke threatens to expose witches in his church in a viral video. Uh, but right here, woke psychodrama weakens the West UK Conservative Party Chairman, an article by Alexander Zhang via the Epoch Times. They put this up February 16th. It says that the United States and the UK cannot afford to indulge the left's, quote, painful, woke psychodrama that is weakening the West just when it is confronted with, sev with severe external challenges, the chairman of Britain's ruling Conservative Party has warned. Now, before I get into this, again, think about it. 30 different personalities in your head, Satanists, witches, you're having Satan. You're having Satanists teach children critical thinking. You're having 
radicals and extremists teach children about racism and globalism and all of this other stuff. This psychodrama is turning people back crap crazy. Yes, it's weakening us. It's making us think that, you know, we don't need meat. We don't need mom and dad. We don't need traditional family structures. You know what? we Everybody is watching us lose our mind. That drugs work, the drugs are better than medicine. Like the clown world that we are living in because of this woke nonsense is truly incredible. And I think that plays a huge part in what we'd be talking about towards the end of the segment where you have the Pentagon promoting socialism to combat this. They're letting us purposely lose our minds so they can come in with the Great Reset Socioeconomic Reformation and change all of our views. Getting back into the article, it says, in a speech hosted by the Heritage Foundation in Washington, Oliver Dowden, Dowden dubbed woke ideology as a, quote, dangerous form of decadence. I had agreed at a time when our, quote, attention needs should be focused on external foes. Rogue states are seeking to challenge the international order, he said, quote, and at that precise point when our resolve ought to be strongest, a pernicious new ideology is sweeping our societies. Quote, it goes by many names. In Britain, it adherent, its adherents sometimes describe themselves as social justice warriors. They claim to be woke, awakened to so-called truths about our societies, but wherever they are found, they pursue, may pursue a common policy of inical to freedom. Dowden said that the West should not be obsessing, quote, over pronouns and attempting to de decolonize mathematics. One of the perversities of the woke world view is that, quote, the imperial West is always at fault, he said. Quote, if all we hear is that our societies are monstrous, unjust, and oppressive, why on earth would anyone fight to sustain them? Dowden said, quote, woke ideology is now everywhere. It's in our universities, but also in our schools, in government bodies, but also in corporations, in social science faculties, but also in the hard sciences, politicizing COVID-19, and how you're a bigot if you don't take the shot. He called it a dangerous form of decadence that the West cannot afford. Quote, just when our attention should be focused on external foes, we seem to have entered this period of extreme introspection and self-criticism, and it really does threaten to sap our societies of their own self-confidence. Just when we should be showcasing the vitality of our values and the strength of our democratic societies, we seem to be willing to abandon those values for the sake of appeasing this new groupthink. Dowden said the West had become obsessed, quote, by what divides us rather than what unites us. Quote, we conservatives are on the side of the people who believe that we are a force for good in the world. The U.S. and the U.K. may certainly be very different societies, but we are joined by the same fundamental values. Neither of us can afford the luxury of indulging this painful woke psychodrama. He added that, quote, too many people have already fallen for the dismal argument that standing up for freedom is reactionary or so that somehow it's some it's kind of virtuous to submit those to those self-righteous dogmas. Well, it is plainly not. Dowden pledged that the UK government, quote, will stop the sinister phenomenon of academics or students who offend left-wing orthodoxies by being censored or harassed amid the spread of cancel cultural university campuses. Quote, today, a social media mob can cancel you merely because you have dared to challenge one of the left's fashionable nostrums. So conservatives themselves must find the confidence to mount a vigorous defense of the value of a free society. And it becomes even harder as things go on. I thoroughly believe that they are using our openness against us. They're letting us be so open-minded that our brains fall out and that we need to be taken care of. Truly astonishing. But again, it doesn't stop there. Let me give you a quick example of such lunacy, of such absolute madness. 
And I say that because that's exactly what it is. And there's Pastor Greg Locke angrily staring at witches in his church. Again, think about the values of a moral and decent Christian society. Yes, it might have been rigid. Yes, it might have been intense. Yes, it might have been more than most people wanted to. It might have been restricting what they thought of as freedom. But look at the freedom that we have now. Things so free that you can't even go outside without fearing for your life. Things so free that you literally have homeless people selling children meth on the streets. Check this out right here. Another quick video for you guys. A couple of reasons why they want to try to cancel meat. Look at this. Top woke reasons to not eat meat. I believe we should move beyond. So the same way that we're talking about how wokeness is basically a mind virus and how it's a cancer among the planet. It's making us weak-willed soy boys and things like this. Look, look, look at the thought process of these people. Listen to how they think. Top woke reasons to not eat meat. All meat. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. How do you know the animal would have picked you to feed off their corpse? 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. These events especially affect girls and young women. Your hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. Popular culture is flooded with references to sexy cows, sexy pigs, sexy chickens, sexy fishes, who all just want to have fun. Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Masculinity, a construct of the gender binary facing constant destabilization, feels always under threat, and eating animals is its protection racket. White supremacists weapon, weaponized it, eating meat, eggs, and dairy, and the baiting of liberal men as so-called soy boys are all part of the neo-Nazi <laughs> messaging. <laughs> to say you care about animals is considered a sign of weakness in a world still committed to the gender binary. Meat eaters like anti-abortionists have forgotten <laughs> that one quality of non-existence is not having awareness about existence. When all else fails, meat eaters assert that animals are not our equals. I heard all your laughter. I know some of these must be new ideas, or you think they're fringe or whatever. Our whiteness is part of the problem of meat eating. Oh, man. Oh, man. And so, again, I just, I can't help but think of the mind virus that they have planted in people's heads with that. Eating meat is a form of white supremacy. Well, you know what? Telling me to wear a mask is a form of white supremacy because you think that I'm going to obey. And so what this is, is again, it's just legalizing lunacy, creating a completely different language uh, to where parents and children will not be able to communicate. This is very dangerous. This is very dangerous. And, you know, longtime listeners of the show know we've had people like Charles Casson on in the past to talk about the benefits of eating animal products, having animal fats, why you should have red meat in your diet and things like this and not putting down, uh, not putting down vegans, but so much as putting down the extremism that comes with vegans of thinking you need to follow these, 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 these extreme and almost seemingly ridiculous um, conditions. It's crazy. And we all know, too, that this is just conditioning us to eat bugs and get used to austerity measures and things like this and more. Uh, but truly crazy. 
because you got to think about it. If they're telling you that you can't eat meat, they're telling you what you cannot eat. Like, like, like think about this. They're making you weaker. And again, we've talked about this in previous shows, how they want to make people in the future meat intolerant because there are benefits that come with this. What they're basically trying to do with eliminating meat, eliminating that type of consumption is to take away your power, take away this thought that you need protein, take away this, this, this idea of having a more wholesome diet. Uh, and, and again, this, this plays into climate change and so much more. It's a mind virus. It truly is a mind virus. Psychodramatic politics. But check this out right here. I'm going to play for you guys a quick clip, leaked video clip of a Texas school district that has equity specialists and they admit that they have a critical racing theory lens that's used. Here, let me just read the article. I'll read the article for you guys and then I'll play the clip because it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. More so, No more so crazy than everything else we cover on the show, but it's just wild what they're teaching kids. And I can't, I know I've said it before, that they're creating a language to disenfranchise children from their parents, but it's much more than that. Like I'm trying to describe how they're creating the global citizens and they're using the schools as, 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 as the change engine. Let me get into this article from the daily caller. They put this up February 15th. It's by Kendall Teets. I'll just read a little bit of the bullet points so we can play the video. It says a former equity specialist at a Texas school district admitted that its schools teach through a critical race theory lens according to videos obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. Quote, the fact is that there are so many things, policies, practices, procedures, programmings that we have that have been deep in our system so long that when we really dissect it through a critical race theory lens is one of the lenses that we use. We see how these inequities come up and show up. Jonathan Perez, a former, quote, equity specialist at Fort Worth Independent School District said. Let me read a little bit more about this because, you know, again, as a black man, I'd like to say something about this. I'd you know, like to get my own input. Don't speak for me. Uh, I think that these injustices are very present, no doubt, in society. But I think that using these schools and using these institutions and mandating that people respect you, it doesn't happen that way. Breaking off and creating your own system to where you're able to be at the table and negotiate, right? That's way more impactful than having somebody speak for you and saying, oh, Everything needs to be equitable. Everything needs to be just. No, it isn't. Life isn't like that. Life is full of all kinds of ups and downs and all kinds of hurdles that you really can't accommodate for. And big brother government's not going to take care of. So you need to figure out how to adapt. You need to figure out how to grow. You need to figure out how to dig deep and come up with some new things, how to innovate. Because if not, you're just going to be begging for scraps of a dead and dying system. And that's where these things are at right now. Pull your kids out of these systems. There ain't nothing there for them unless you want these equity specialists to degenerate and dehumanize them. That's what's going on. So let's play this quick clip and then we'll pick it up on the other side. It's just crazy that um, systemic racism, like I couldn't imagine being in school and somebody saying, oh, you know, we're going to talk to you about racism and they're white, you know? And it's like, wow, that's crazy how you're going to talk to me about racism. It's just, it, it, it's just crazy. All this stuff that's going on. Again, one of the reasons why we do not cover it, uh, but let's play a little bit of this. And we'll move forward with the show. TV shows, um, again, it shows up in multiple forms. So 
see. I'm trying to pull this up. And that, that tweet that I saw the other day said that racism is so deeply embedded in our country that when you protest against it, people think you're protesting against the United States. And, and, and the fact is, you know, um, there are so many, again, so many things that, that policies, practices, procedures, programs that we have, that have been deep, that have been in our system so long that when we, when we really dissect it through a critical race theory lens, it's one of the, one of the lens that we use, we see what, how these inequities come up and show up. For example, standardized test. Every standardized test is a form of racial inequity, racism, and that's a reality. Um, so, so, you know, with that being said, you know, okay. our, our department, um, which we have a team of three that are equity specialists, we have an executive director and we have our chief, um, but our goal is to dismantle institutional and systemic racism in our district at Fort Worth ISD. So what does that look like? Um, we have it at the community level, school board level, the district level. Campus. I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like 21-year-old kids trying to shoot at mayoral candidates. That's what that looks like to me. Destructing, deconstructing, and destroying systemic racism. That's what that looks like to me, is brainwashing kids as young as 21 to openly take guns and shoot people in the middle of the street because they have a differing view than you. That's what that looks like to me. It also looks like the Waukesha massacre where you literally have somebody driving a, 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 a red SUV into a, into a Christmas parade. That's what that sounds like to me. So while all this stuff seems good on the surface, you know, they, I don't really think they see what they're doing. It sounds good on the surface, no doubt, but I don't think they know what they're doing. You know, and this is why, and, and, and I've talked about this, you know, on the show as well. This is why people think that big brother daddy government needs to take care of them. And that's how all this stuff works is uh, the promotion of lawlessness and empty headedness where things get so crazy that the government has to step in and take over and and police you you know again i look at even some of the older 80s movies 70s movies 80s movies those black people back in the day they don't look like the way we do these days you know something happened for sure and um it's, it's a shame it really is a shame and as i said time and time again over here on the show a lot of these folks are bought and paid for they're not like organic and authentic original people. I mean, we've talked about Patrice Cullors, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, how she's literally getting funding from George Soros. You know, these are not organic movements. These are not, these, this is this is not the will of the people. This is psychodramatic politics. It's all for show. But let's move on. Let's move forward. Let's talk about more of this craziness that's going down. Check this out right here. Uh, Oakland School launched, launches Transition Closet you guessed it, to help students hide their gender dysphoria from their parents. And listen to this gentleman, if you could call him that. Listen listen to this crazy cat. I think this was the same teacher that talked about walking around in school in stilettos, like in thigh-high boot stilettos to children. This guy literally talks about, well, at my school, what I do is I have a closet where I let little kids come in and they dress the way they want to so their parents approve. And then when they get in here, they go into their transition closet and then they become the person they want to. I know it sounds crazy, doesn't it? I know it sounds crazy because it is. But again, this is what's being taught to the kids. Transgender affirming ideologies, queer affirming ideologies, 
globalism, after-school Satan, prayers to Mexican gods or Aztec gods. You know, this is this is this is all a part of the agenda, right? Eating meat is a racist and misogynistic thought. You know, just you name it. They're teaching people to be crazy. You know, they're teaching people to be insane. It's like when you when you maybe you thought about it whenever you saw this clip immediately. I mean, I started thinking, well, they they literally turn the symbolic thought of being in the closet into a physical event. Like an actual ritual, so to speak, that you conduct to where you literally transform yourself into your 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 new self into your trans ideology or whatever, or, or, or what have you. I just feel like that's so crazy. So let me, let me read a little bit of this quick article by Libby Emmons of Post Millennial. Let me read a little bit of this and then we'll play that quick clip for you guys. And this says that the, the goal of the transition closet is for our students to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the schools that fit who they truly are. This is written again by Libby Emmons. Or the post-millennial, they put this up February 16th. It says the transition closet has come to Oakland Fremont High School. The concept, which began in, the, in an Arkansas church, this started in a church, first launched at the Good Lutheran Church in Fayetteville, is designed to let trans-identified youth circumvent their parents and socially transition without their knowledge. The transition closet, announced with glee, the new chapter with Fremont High School, writing that, quote, we are extremely excited to begin our journey in working with Fremont High School of Oakland, California, alongside our favorite tic- teacher of TikTok, as was the first reported by Twitter account Teacher Exposed. And then it's got the little clip here. So let's play that, and then we'll pick it up on the other side. Truly crazy. These schools are encouraging this type of uh, decadent behavior, as put forth by that member of the UK Conservative Party. Let's play this and then we'll pick it up after. The goal of the transition closet is for our students to be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are. And I use the idea that this is like Superman changing in a phone booth. But that idea actually goes a lot further than that because Superman isn't Clark Kent. Clark Kent is actually the disguise. And when Clark Kent goes into the phone booth, he transforms into Superman, who's really just who he truly is, Kal-El. And so this gives our trans students the opportunity to be the superheroes that we know they are. Wow. So just sexualizing children for social clout. That's crazy. That's crazy that they would let these people around kids. And it's even crazier that parents would think that this is the all right place to send their kids. And so at a certain level, like if you don't do the research of what's being taught at your schools and you let pedophiles and creepy perverts like this guy over here have access to your kids and then they, then they send them back to you with their brain scrambled. Part of that's on you, man. You know, like I'm thinking about that, that girl that we played, she really scarred me, man, having 30 different identities in her head. And some of them weren't of the same gender and they were going through puberty. You know, it's because of stuff like this. It's because of the behavior that's greenlit by teachers like this with this transition closet, with this transgender affirming ideology, these queer affirming gender ideologies. It's crazy. And I'll say this so I can move on with the show. Uh, Earlier this week, I was watching a video clip. Did you know, apparently, uh, Dr. Fauci and Joe Biden sat down with somebody from the gay community and like let them. It was so it was so. It was it was it was cringe. 
it was the literal definition of cringe. But there you have it. They are offering transition closets to kids. And, you know, what's crazy is we, 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 we've talked about this in a number of ways, right, where they have studies and they have tests and they write books. And it's just the LGBTQP Mafia Alliance trying to get access to your kids. And what's crazy is none of these people would be accepted in the incoming world order that these people are trying to usher in. None of these people would be. And I, at a certain level, I've just got to learn to start praying for these type of people. It's not that I don't hate them. I'm not mad at them. But some of them can't see how they're being used, right? They can't see how they're being used to weaken the West. They can't see how they're being used and brought brought in basically to destroy us. And not, and I'm not trying to be rude, you know. I'm really not. I'm trying to look at this in a factual sense and break this down. Let me give you another quick article before I read this next one. Uh, Joe Biden appointed a non-binary drag queen with the pronoun them to the Department of Energy as an assistant of secretary for, of nuclear energy. That's right. Joe Biden appointed a radical non-binary drag queen to a high-level position in, in his administration working in the Department of Energy. It came out a couple of weeks ago, but we really didn't cover it. It's 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 pretty it's pretty it's 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 exactly what it sounds like. This is just like Rachel Levin being appointed a four-star general, right? Our Secretary of Health is a transgender man who thinks he's a woman, and now you have somebody that identifies as a they and a queer who's at the head of the Department of Energy. And so this is again just the organized collapse of of society. This is this is not a good thing. They're making it seem like it's altruistic, but that's like Peter Slowly of Canada, the Ottawa chief of police, saying, I can qualify for this position because I'm black. I don't think that you should. If you think if you're if your claim to fame is that you're queer or that you're black or that you're whatever the heck you think you are, that doesn't mean Jack Diddley in the scheme of things. It means you're a one-trick pony and you probably can't do the job well. But again, I'm, I'm I'm digressing. I'm getting frustrated. I've got to move forward with the show. These are just all the mind viruses and the crazier things they're having us deal with. Look at this. Father's rights revoked over pronouns. And then he gets charged with a $200,000 bill for his son's gender transition. Father's rights revoked over pronouns. Oh, you used the wrong pronouns. Therefore, you're not his father anymore. And he not I, I, I misgendered you. Father, his father, you're not her father. This is lunacy. This is absolute madness. Comes from End Times Headlines. They put this up February 16th. Noted writer Abigail Schreier is warning parents about how one particular case concerning gender identifying minors shows how gender ideology has, quote, infiltrated family law. Writing recently in the City Journal, Schreier tells the story of Ted Hadako's combative divorce case in which a California Superior Court judge not only took away custody of his 16-year-old son, but that he would also have no say in the boy's medical gender transition. Schreier noted that the judge kept pressing Hadako to accept that his teenage son was actually a girl. The judge even corrected the father in court about the use of pronouns when referring to his son in court, reminding him to use the word, quote, they instead of he. Hudako, quote, 
had used the wrong had used the he pronoun because he remained deeply skeptical that the boy he'd coached in Little League, the son he'd once seen crushing a cute girl in his fifth grade class, was actually a young woman. Trier explained, the father, uh, the father told the judge he did not want his son to begin a medical transition, but within a few months, the court ended his parental relationship with the boy, giving him no say and stopping a scheduled medical transition for which he would later be charged more than two hundred thousand dollars. I got to pause right there because that is just heartbreaking. And, you know, unless there's constant social and cultural reinforcement behind this young man's, the 16 year old boy's decision to stay a girl, whenever he begins to finally wake up or come out of whatever medically induced coma he was, he was put in or socially induced coma he was put in, whatever trance like state he was put into to, to, to green light this behavior. When he wakes up, he's going to come back to his father maybe and apologize but it won't be then. It, it, it won't matter then because the damage will have already been done. He will have taken the gender bending chemicals. He will have taken the, the, the puberty blockers, the estrogen mimickers. He will have had the surgery. He will have done it all. He will have, he will have castrated himself. He will have done it. And then on top of that, the father will have literally had to pay for his son's mutilation. He would have had to pay for his legacy to be destroyed. Think about the sheer magnitude of the evil of what I'm trying to describe to you guys. And again, I don't hate these people because, as I said before, time and time again, they are the children of fluoride, the children of atrazine, the children of, uh, of, of all of these other chemicals in the water, of the soy, again, of the estrogen mimickers. And that's just the drugs, the chemicals that are in their systems, the BPA Bisphenol, we're not talking about the social and the cultural reinforcement that says it's okay to, to act this way. Truly astonishing. She's finishing up this article that says Schreier, the author of the book, Irreversible Damage, the Transgender Craze, Seducing Our Daughters, cautions that trans, the gender ideology, quote, also frames the unintended consequences of medical professionals fudging science rewriting medical definitions, and tolerating shoddy research to placate activists. Quote, at each stage, doctors may have thought, where was the harm? And so, as a consequence, judges now decide the fate of children and their families based on phony, medically unsubstantiated metaphysics, as if it were, actu as if it were factual that all adolescents have an immutable, ineffable gender identity, knowable only to the adolescents themselves. She continued, quote, this is gender ideology. The belief, knocked back by any meaningful imperial evidence, that we all have ineffable, ineffable gender identity, knowable only to us. This identity has no observable markers and is immutable until the moment we change our minds and reveal our, ourselves as gender fluid, of course. It is prompted by virtually every practitioner of gender-affirming care. It is, it is unfalsable, and, it is, and its hold on our legal system is gaining ground, Schreier warned. Very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. I don't know how to respond, man. I mean, you know, you know, you, we're, we're, we're literally talking about science being taken over for, for, for political gain. Children literally being sterilized off of these social agendas. It's, 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 it's incredible. And so is this not <laughs> Satanism? Is this not the thought of Baphomet, is this not like the, the, the physical manifestation of the of the Baphomet type ideology? The breasts of a woman, the body of a man, the head of a goat. 
the feet of 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 of, of a goat, the wings of an angel. It's like think about what what these people are doing, and if they can get the younger generation to basically abdicate normalcy or, or abolish reality. It's, it's, it's this magical thinking. It's this unicorn type thinking. It's this dissociative type thinking. It's not actual critical thinking like the, like the Satanists want you to, to, to believe, but it's so open-minded. It's this woke ideology that's, that's ravaging people's minds, truly astonishing and very, very dangerous. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the final article for this segment. We may or may not read it in its entirety. I kind of just want to get it on record because we can see uh, echoes of this happening all throughout society. Pentagon's latest strategy promotes socialism to combat China. This comes from the Washington Free Beacon, from the Washington Free Beacon. They put this up February 15th. It's by Adam Credo. And again, I spent the better part of this segment talking to you guys about how wokeism is a very, very dangerous ideology, so dangerous that it is gripping the minds of kids and sterilizing them. And this is all, if you ask me, being done by design. They had to go to a harsh extreme so they could snap back to another even harsher extreme. But now you literally have the Pentagon promoting socialism. The, the Pentagon's official policy is to promote socialism, not capitalism, not democracy, not even conservatism, socialism. It says the Pentagon is slated to host an event on Wednesday, making, quote, the case for global justice and democratic socialism as a means to combat China's rise, sparking ire on Capitol Hill. The event titled, quote, Responding to China, the Case for Global Justice and Democratic Socialism, is being hosted by the Institute for National Strategic Studies, the Department of the National Defense University, the Pentagon's top policy shop. The event is open to the public and will be held on the Pentagon's strategic multi-layer assessment platform, a Defense Department initiative that studies global challenges, according to an inv- invitation for the event hosted online. Now, I've got I've to pause right here. And I, I can't help but feel like this is us imploding. This is us literally pressing the detonate button on America, saying, "You know what? We could turn back now. We could become like a Christian company, a, a Christian country. We could, we could, we could reject these modern thoughts. We could embrace traditionalism." But instead, it feels like we're imploding. We're gonna, we're gonna commit to global justice, not just, not just local social justice, global justice. We're not going to deliver democracy. We're not going to drop freedom fires. We're going to, we are going to promote global justice and democratic socialism to the world. Oh, man. It says featured speaker Thomas Piketty, a French economist, quote, will argue that the right answer to addressing China's rise, quote, lies in ending Western arrogance and promoting a new emancipatory and egalitarian horizon on a global scale a new form of democratic and participatory, participatory, ecological, and post-colonial socialism, according to the event invitation. Quote, if they stick to their usual lecturing posture in a dated hyper-capitalist model, Western countries may find it extremely difficult to meet the Chinese challenge. Pakadis is the author of the book, Time for Socialism. The event, 
which was first reported by the conservative brief, is raising eyebrows on Capitol Hill. With Representative Jim Banks, a top Republican on the House Armed Service Committee, telling Washington Free Beacon that the Biden administration is politicizing America's army. Quote, thanks to Joe Biden, our military is more political than ever, and the world is less stable than it's been in decades, Banks said. Quote, the Pentagon has a lot on its plate. They need to focus on their mission, keeping all Americans safe from foreign threats. Banks said events of this nature are becoming increasingly common and prove the findings of a recent congressional investigation that determined the U.S. military is distracted by political and cultural trends impacting its warfighting readiness. I would have to agree. When you're putting the troops in high heels and having them uh, carry the LGBTQ plus flag on diversity hikes, I would have to agree, bro. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would. When you're purging the military of Christians, conservatives, and constitutionalists, and letting in people based on their uh, uh, their gender identity, I would have to agree. When you're poisoning the military with a dangerous and experimental gene therapy, all in the name of keeping your quotas up, I would have to agree. I would think that it is impacting our war fighting readiness. For sure. And so can you imagine, <laughs> can you imagine us sending our social justice warriors to Ukraine right now, facing the Russians, showing them how uh, how woke we are, how progressive we are, right? How understanding of the, of, of the transgender blight we are, they would shoot them in the head without a second thought. Getting back into the article, it says that report, authored by Banks and Senator Tom Cotton, pinpointed specific issues in the Navy and other branches of the service. Quote, Sometimes I think we care more about whether we have enough diversity officers than if we'll survive a fight with the Chinese Navy. One lieutenant on active duty told congressional investigators in the report, quote, criminal, they think my only value is as a black woman, but you cut our ship open with a missile and we'll bleed all the same color. The study also found that, quote, there was a broad consensus across interviewees on, a numerous, on numerous cultural and structural issues that impact the morale and the readiness of the Navy's sur surface force. These include an insufficient focus on warfighting skills, the perception of a zero deficit mentality accompanied by a culture of micromanagement, and oversensitivity and responsiveness to modern media culture. Gross. Uh, one recently retired senior enlisted officer was quoted in the report saying that, quote, I guarantee you every unit in the Navy is up to speed on their diversity training. I'm sorry that I can't say the same of our ship handling training. <laughs> Senator Roger Wicker and colleagues of the Senate Armed, Committees, Armed Service Committee additionally disclosed on Tuesday that the military has spent six million man hours on woke training under the Biden administration. Six million man hours on woke training. Not how to break down a rifle when you're under fire. Not how to jump out of helicopters, right? Being a paratrooper. Not how, not how to uh, disguise yourself in, the, in, in, in your surroundings, right? Six million man hours on woke training. That's where your money's going. Oh, my God. That's why the Russians are laughing at us. They're looking at our incompetent, our incompetent military, our weak administration, and they're laughing at us. They see that we took the shot. They see us getting poisoned. They don't have to listen to the American propaganda. They, they, they know how America is. Again, could you imagine some of our 
six million man hour trained woke officers against Russian Spetsnaz. It says the trainings were held after the Pentagon issued a controversial quote standout order on February 5th, 2020 to address extremism in its ranks. In total, U.S. service members have spent, oh man, 5,888,082 man hours on discussions about extremism and diversity, equity, and inclusion training, which the GOP leaders say is a part of leftist attempt to promote liberal ideologies in in the military. Quote, we face real threats across the world, yet the Biden administration is more focused on promoting its leftist social agenda in the military instead of countering China, Russia, and Iran or creating an effective counterterrorism plan. Wicker and his colleagues said in a statement, quote, our military is not an extremist organization and our service members by and large are good people and are dedicated to faithful patriots. A, spokes- a Pentagon spokesman declined to comment on the event, directing to the Freed Beacon to the National Defense University for comment. And then technical jargon, technical jargon, technical jargon. Yeah, they're basically saying and admitting in a roundabout way that what we have done is not working. We have made our troops that much more weak. And China is on the rise. China is on the rise. Psychodramatic politics has left the West weakened. We're basically embracing Satanism. We're destroying our bodies. We're injecting poison. Like you, you, you've got to think about how inverted and upside down things are. Truly incredible. But speaking of things being upside down, we're going to be talking about the next pandemic on the other side, how psychological damage from the pandemic lockdowns could last a generation. Dr. Lee Min Yang saying that the CCP is spreading a hemorrhagic fever virus at the Olympics. We've talked about this in the past. It's coming back up as well as triple vaccinated deaths skyrocketing 495% in January. And 80% of those cases were all from the fully jabbed. We're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. When COVID-19 struck Canada, we at Scheiser knew we had to respond. Our lobbyists and public relations staff went to work around the clock for our revolutionary mRNA gene therapy. Not revolutionary in the sense that it actually works, but rather that it would earn for us unprecedented profits. By convincing people to line up for our injections and pressurizing governments and employers to make them mandatory, we secured trillions for us and our investors. And thanks to partners like Justin Trudeau, who hasn't got a functioning brain cell, we can rest assured that our product will find its way into the arms of tens of millions of Canadians. Over and over and over. Scheiser. Because we care about our profits. Side effects may include muscle spasms, seizures, paralysis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, myocarditis, pericarditis, Parkinson's disease, heart attacks, strokes, meningitis, brain death, premature births, stillbirths, sterility, increased risk of cancer, and death. Do not consult your doctor. We own them too. Drop it. 
my friends I'm here to talk to you about that's right CBD oil CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts and you know they're trying to flood us with both according to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology CBD was proven to have these benefits relieving pain and inflammation yep. having antipsychotic effects reducing anxiety helping to fight cancer relieving nausea treating seizures lowering incidences of diabetes and also promoting cardiovascular health realize that in 2014 Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction this will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them and remember guys and gals stay vigilant and we're back just like that salutations my friends uh yeah yeah what you need to do is hit those links in the description bar below get yourself some cbd oil it's a 360 win you get yourself a high quality product you keep an american-made business and in, in business and you keep us on the air you know, what's crazy is, uh, I, I swear, like every time I play that vaccine propaganda clip of he's vax, wax, wearing slacks, hopping on TikTok, dropping facts, I think to myself like, wow, I get, I get new revelations like every time I see that guy dancing. Because I think to myself, people really are that programmed. He thinks he's doing, like, he, he really thinks that by promoting the CDC's misinformation about vaccines, he's doing a good thing. That's crazy. And, and 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 I'm thinking to myself, wow, people are so programmed. This is the dangers of mass of, of, of media culture. This is the danger of social media. This is the these are these are this is the dangers of mass formation psychosis. This is what happens when you don't think for yourself. When you when you actually don't participate in critical thinking, and when you have Satanists tell you how to do critical thinking, when you have uh, extremists radicals, racists, perverts, and pedophiles teach you their form of critical thinking. It's just so wild to think about this. Like, do you think that guy in the future, if he doesn't suffer from myocarditis, will be able to produce produce videos like this? And I'm serious. It's just crazy what's going on. So believe it or not, guys, uh, this is not going to be an extremely information-packed segment. The third segment will be. 
uh, we've all kind of been over COVID. We've all kind of we're done playing COVID. Uh, so there's actually not a whole lot of information coming out that we really haven't touched on. And that's a sad thing because what that means now is COVID's exiting. That damage is being done. And it's going to be like a slow roll. Like we're going to see we're going to see more of the COVID unfold uh, and not in a good way. It's going to come back and it's going to be pretty, pretty devastating. But again, let me go ahead and get this stuff started. If you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to coffee.com forward slash noise era, buy us some red pills or get yourself a subscription tier. We're going to be doing a lot of cool things this year. We already are. Um, I was talking with Jensen about some of the NFT cryptocurrency research I've been doing, the metaverse research. Uh, it's, it's, it is just crazy. I'll put it to you this way. There are, these, there are these things called defy land seeds, right? They're NFTs. And when you purchase this NFT, when you mint this NFT, you get one NFT that will turn into four later on because, well, guess what? Seeds have to grow. And so whenever you purchase the seed in their metaverse land, right? You can either rent out the land that it's on, you can develop the land that it's on, or you can just sit there on the land from this one NFTC that you've had and just hold it, whatever it is. And so this initial seed investment that you made in this NFT triples, it, it grows. It's a very, very interesting world. I'm still trying to figure out how to talk about it, uh, but I'm talking about it with my exclusive members. I'll be talking about it with them again in our coming exclusive members meeting because there's a lot of stuff going on. So if you guys want to support this operation, you want to help us grow in this capacity, join us. Go to coffee.com forward slash noise era. Get yourself a subscription tier and join us because we're going to the future. Uh, believe it or not, there is a fair amount of news surrounding cryptos, NFTs, and the metaverse. And it's something we need to be made mindful of that we don't want to be caught slipping on. So yeah, uh, coffee.com is the best way to support us. We played for you beautiful people, the New Leaf Naturals CBD oil uh, break ad. You can get 20% off using promo code Freedom Faction. I'll put all that information in the description bar below. And I am done shilling just like that. I am done shilling. I am done promoting. And now I would like to get into some more serious information, even crazier things. Uh, so in the previous segment, we basically talked about how how Satanism is just like inculcating everybody at this point. How Satanism is, is becoming so prevalent that it's just sweeping through society. It's 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 scrambling people's brains. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but to get into this segment with you guys, I'd like to talk about this right here. Psychological damage from pandemic lockdowns, quote, could last a generation. Professionals warn. An article from Zero Hedge that they put up February 10th. It says, at this point, the fact that the COVID pandemic has spurred an unprecedented mental health crisis shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. We have reported an enormous impact on Americans' mental health. It's true. It's true. They, they locked us down for the better part of a year. They told you you could only go out if you wanted to prote protest racial injustice. They told you, get back in your house. We have a dangerous vaccine ready for you. And people took it. And now you see people losing their minds. Uh, we've reported on it here on the show time and time again. Over 100,000 psychiatric disorders have been reported. P 
post-vaccination, neurodegenerative diseases are up a thousand percent. And this is this is this is with the introduction of the vaccine, right? We're just talking about the lockdowns. And you know, and this is just on adult people. I don't even want to get into the damage that it's caused children, the mental health epidemic, the anxiety, the suicides, right? The alcohol abuse, the drug dependencies, like it is a disaster what this has done to people. It's made them that much more compliant. It's made them that much more weak-willed, that uh, much less observant, more apathetic, right? This is this is a horrible thing that happened to us, my friends. And so I'm saying, oh, you know, I'm watch. I, I I sat here and watched the whole world lose its mind. Well, this is why because they for real locked us down, radicalized us with images of George Floyd being cr- crying for help, flailing, flailing, flailing as he dies, and then told us to go out there and get angry about it, causing billions worth of damage. And they told you get back inside your house. None of that happened. The elections are coming up. Take this experimental shot. Like you've got to think about, again, the damage that's already done and how people literally can't see it. So when I'm seeing this guy over here dancing about going on TikTok, dropping facts, wearing slacks, he's he's he, he's a victim. Again, everything I'm going to read here, you already know. It's just good to get it on record. If and if anybody ever listens to this all in sequential order, uh, aside from the obvious physical impacts of the pandemic, Mental health professionals have told CNBC that many people have continued to struggle with the immense emotional and societal changes, even as some of the restrictions on businesses and movement have started to ease. Because of this, many fear that the psychological impact from the pandemic could last a generation. Even as mass requirements are beginning to disappear, millions of Americans are having a difficult time adjusting to the, quote, new normal. One psychologist, Valentine Raitiri, who works in New York, told CNBC, quote, I have never been as busy in my life and I've never seen my colleagues as busy. He's having a hard time referring patients because even his rivals are full. Quote, nobody's taking new patients. Quote, I can't refer people to other people because everybody is full. Nobody's taking new patients. So I've been, so I've never been as busy as, as I have been in my life during the pandemic and even in my career, he said, adding that he's also seen an influx in former patients returning to him for help. And we've talked about this on the show as well. A speech therapist has talked about seeing a close to a 400% increase in referrals because children just aren't developing properly. When they're wearing these masks for prolonged periods of time, they're not able to see your mouth move. They're not able to see your facial expressions. And so their developmental process is disturbed disrupted. So yes, they need help. Did they tell me what this particular person was? This psychologist, Mr. Valentine? I bet. Just last week, we didn't really have a whole lot of of time to talk about it, but ego anxiety is up. And I'm sure you know what that is. People worried about the climate. And so they have turned us into a bunch of sissies and a a bunch of hypochondriacs. It's really not good. This is this is what that member of the UK Conservative Party was saying by us being weakened. And isn't it strange how the minute that we begin to rebel against these tyrannical practices, oh, well, all of a sudden, oh, I don't want to play COVID anymore. That, because that's what the lockdowns were always designed to do. They were always designed to, 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 to foment rebellion and to foment uh, revolution. 
That's what. That's why they keep trying to Jeffrey Epstein us. Let me read a little bit more. It says, Retiri added that many of his patients are still working remotely and many are struggling with their feelings of isolation. They are, quote, disconnected and lost. And they just have this kind of malaise. Quote, that is really hard for me to do anything about, he said, noting that, quote, I can't make the pressure disappear. I can always treat the illness that it provokes. Many studies have found that mental health has deteriorated by a substantial degree. He had found that mental health dramatically declined in that year, with an estimated 53 million additional cases of major depressive disorders and 76 million additional cases of anxiety disorders seen globally. Women and younger people were found to be affected more than men and older adults. And yes, man, this is sad. And I feel for those people because during that time frame, I was hitting the gym yelling at people saying, we need to get signatures up. We need to fight all this. I need to get back to my gym. You, uh, you people need to get up out my way. I need to catch myself. I was like, oh man, this is intense. It's going down. Let's, let's, let's get married. Let's have a baby. Holy crap. They took my page. Things are coming down. Like I didn't get depressed. I might've got frustrated and angry and confused because, you know, major blows dealt to the operation, but this is me. And I, I had pre-existing knowledge of all the stuff that's going down. And even me being f- affected by this, I could feel it. So I'm talking too much about myself and, and, and not explaining how everyone is affected by this. I was talking with Amy, one of our exclusive members before the show. She was sharing with me some of her issues and I was telling her how, you know, speaking of people who are struggling with feelings of isolation, who are working remotely, I had a family friend who was experiencing the very same thing. Her wife left her and her child had died as she was working remotely. Fantastic educator in California and now in Seattle. Uh, but she's over 300 pounds. She's by herself. She's isolated and she needs help. She, she needs mental help. And the family friend, I said, you know, you couldn't do this. You could not be this person for her. But that's admirable of you to try to fill that need for her. But if she can't see that she needs help, she's only going to drag you down with her. And there are a lot of people, again, who are struggling with these feelings of isolation. That's why they give you that propaganda phrase of saying, oh, we're all in this together because they wanted you to trauma bond. They didn't want you to go out there and forge authentic connections and relationships with people. Remember, they told you you could catch COVID if you did that. That was a bad thing. Shaking hands is a bad thing. Hugs are a bad thing. Have sex with a mask on. Uh, Put your mask on in between bites. They wanted to not only physically isolate you, but psychologically isolate you, spiritually isolate you, weaken you. Oh man, like I need to move, I need to read a little cup more of this because we have spent so much time on just this fact alone that it's not, it's, it's nothing new. That's the sad part. That is the sad part. Yeah, let me read this. It says that uh, it found, yeah. Uh, Rotiri explained that his parents, that his patient's depression has largely been driven by the loss of social connection. Quote, there's definitely a huge mental health impact from a long period of uncertainty and change that's left people very isolated and not sure how to connect. Just being out in public and interacting in a very casual way with strangers or mild acquaintances, that's very regulating and norm creating with and reality affirming. Yes, go out there, shake hands, shake hands, talk with people. like. It, it, it's it's so crazy that me and the wife one time we went to <laughs> one time we we went to lunch and I heard somebody talking about Australia. I got so worked up 
because I was having a pasta and poutine. I was so worked up that for the next two hours, me, my wife, and my daughter, and four other people were sitting here having like a full-blown conversation about just Australia, the tyranny that we're facing, why it's important for us to rise up against this stuff, connect, go to church, and we got invited to church. But, you know, when people are listening to the mainstream media dribble and the propaganda that's teaching them to be isolated, don't shake hands, sanitize, 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 oh, COVID, go inside, isolate yourself, don't kill yourself, listen to me, I'm the, tell you, I'm the TV, I'll tell you everything you need. You, you've got to think about, again, what this does to a person's mental state. Let me just flush. Let me let me hurry up and get through this because it's not even about this. The sad part is, is this is just the damage that's already been done to us. I've got to get through this to talk about how we are still being damaged and what's coming next. It says that this has created a, quote, big pressure cooker, especially for people who already have a vulnerability, he said. One London-based psychologist explained that the isolation of the pandemic forced many people to confront personal issues like alcoholism. Natalie Bodard, a London-based clinical psychologist and head of her own practice, said that alcoholism, relationship issues, isolation, and loneliness were emerging as the biggest problems facing her patients. Quote, our day-to-day lives serve as a great defense mechanisms. We have lots of distractions that help us to avoid things for good and for ill, she said. But when these day-to-day distractions are gone, people have trouble coping. Quote, for example, we have had younger people that have come to us and said, now that I'm not doing my very sociable, busy job anymore, I realize I've got a problem with alcohol. And why is that? Well, that's because it was it can be covered up anymore by the fact that they're the work demands that they socialize and drink a lot. Or people who have been in relationships where they don't partner. So it's actually there's a lot of things coming out that we just haven't confronted or haven't realized. Data from Statista showed that depression has surged around the world. Yeah, so more than just truth. The sky is blue. Water is wet. Psychological damage from pandemic lockdowns could last a generation. They hurt us. They victimized us. They traumatized us. And then they victimized us with this vaccine. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Representative Roy, Representative Chip Roy, introduces a bill to reinstate troops discharged for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. Speaking of troops, again, I can't help but think about what researcher, French researcher Dr. Luc Montier said by saying that the non-vaccinated will save the world. He's right, because when the myocarditis starts showing up, the accelerated aging, the fact that their immune system has been deplenished, they're going to need those unvaccinated troops. They're going to need to reinstate those unvaccinated troops because check this out. Again, sticking to the theme of the military, sticking to the theme of our military readiness and what's going on with our defenses. Military whistleblowers have reported that there has been a 1,048% increase in nervous system diseases in 2021. This is an article from The Pulse by Aaron Walalia. They put this up February 14th. I'll just read these quick, uh, just the quick facts, because we have a reason why on the other side. It says three U.S. military doctors have released statements as whistleblowers under the Military Whistleblower Protection Act regarding dramatic increases in various diseases among military personnel in 2021 
compared to the years prior. These include cancers, nervous system disorders, fertility issues, and more. Allegations that incidents of myocarditis have been removed from military databases were also made. Interesting. And I think they're just talking again about the information that Dr. Uh, that uh, Attorney Thomas Renz brought forward to Senator Ron Johnson's COVID-19, a second opinion. And my God, you know, they've got malignant neoplasms of the esophagus, multiple sclerosis, uh, Guillain-Barre, breast cancer, female infertility, pulmonary embolisms, migraines, ovarian dysfunction, testicular cancers, tachycardia, hypertension, all of it, all of it, all of it that I think we talked about towards the end of 2021, going into 2022. It's crazy. And so when Stalin said one man dies as a tragedy and a thousand people die, it's it's a statistic. I don't really think we can comprehend how many people are dying. Like we're looking at all these statistics, right? Some of these are terminal. Some of these are terminal. And uh, yeah, this is Tommy Thomas Renz, attorney Thomas Renz. This is off of his information that he presented to uh, Senator Ron Johnson earlier this year, earlier this month. And what's crazy is the military came out saying that that information was the result of a glitch. My God. Moving on, moving on. Official UK lab report confirms that COVID-19 vaccines definitely contain graphene oxide. Definitely. Definitely. So this is what's causing these nervous nervous system disorders and these diseases, the graphene oxide. And you know what's crazy is I... I keep thinking like, oh, it's only a certain percentage of the of the vaccines that have the graphene oxide. And what 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 this report goes on to kind of allude to is this is is it's, is it's all of them, every batch. And I don't know if it's every batch. I don't want to get up over here and say that type of stuff. I'm just going to say some of the batches contain the graphene oxide. Some of them can some of them contain eggs. Some of them contain aluminum carbonum. No doubt, but it 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 is truly crazy. Uh, what's going on with this? This is what's killing people. And I wish I knew more of the technical terms to break down things like the NHEJ, which is the immune system regeneration part of your genetics and how this disables it. I wish I knew more about the technical terms of how this accelerates aging and all the other things that that, that, that come with this. This is why they don't want you to read the vaccine inserts. This is why they'll arrest you if you actually have the vials illegally. Like this is an actual thing. People are being experimented upon. Make no mistake about it. Like I'm just prattling off facts and statistics like, oh, hey, here's here's this neurodegenerative disease. Here's here's Guillain-Barre. You know, here's hypertension. Here's multiple sclerosis. Uh, Here's testicular cancer. Here's ovarian dysfunction. Here's pulmonary embolism. Here's female infertility. Ah, You know, these are just just statistics. Cancers are up 300%. Neurodegenerative diseases are up 1,000%. Diseases of the, of the nervous system are up 1,000%. Like it's, it's just, it's sad that these are people's lives that we're talking about that just get, end up turning into statistics. That they're just numbers. 
And the same way that we were talking about people suffering in silence, suffering in isolation, suffering by themselves, right, is the same way that these people are suffering, the same way that they're not being listened to or being reached out to. They are considered misinformation. These people who are experiencing the adverse events of this vaccine, who who trusted these people, are now labeled misinformation. Truly incredible. Here's what I'm going to do for you guys, just to get a little bit resettled. I'm going to play for you guys this clip because we've, we've got it queued up over here on our video feed over here. I'm going to play for you guys this clip of Greg Reese, where he talks about five, 5G powered graphene-based nanocircuitry found in, the vi- found in the vaccines. I'm going to play for you guys that clip, and then we're going to read this article about this official UK lab report that confirms COVID-19 vaccines definitely have graphene oxide. Like, I'm going to let Greg Reese tell you, and then we're going to read this article on the other side. But uh, let's play that, and then we'll pick it up right after. The Fifth Column recently published their findings and conclusions on the strange self-assembling nanotech they discovered in the Pfizer mRNA vaccines via optical microscopy analysis. The objects they found in the vaccine correspond with known items in the scientific record. And the conclusion they come to seems quite clear, that the well-documented scientific goal to use nanotechnology in living human beings to form networks capable of controlling several nanomachines is currently being deployed in the COVID-19 vaccines, which amounts to the most intrusive assault against humanity in all of recorded history. While the media and government lie and cover for Big Pharma, the official ingredients are still unknown. But we have thousands of brilliant scientists worldwide studying these experimental vaccines. Some have died in highly suspicious ways, but most have been able to share their findings. And the work shows us that graphene oxide is a key component in all of this. There have been dozens of official documented studies on the use of graphene oxide related to how we see it being used here today. Among other things, as a power converter, Graphene, a one atom thick layer of hexagonally arranged carbon atoms, is the thinnest and strongest material known to man and an outstanding conductor of heat and electricity. It can boost gigahertz frequencies into terahertz, which is exactly what these new nanotech machines need for power. In order to do this, the graphene first needs a frequency to power it. And the optimal frequency to externally power graphene is known to be 26 gigahertz, which is also the frequency put out by 5G. In this model, the graphene within the body is activated by microwave signals in the gigahertz range, which it then boosts into the terahertz range, which then powers the novel nanotech machinery to self-assemble within the human body. Once assembled, what do these nanotech machines do? The images, compared to the scientific literature, suggest that they are the foundation of an internal electronic system with an endless potential for biomanipulation of the human host. Nanorouters that emit MAC addresses, able to be registered via Bluetooth. Nano and plasma antennas to amplify signals. 
nano-rectennas acting as rectifier bridges from AC to DC current, codecs and logic gates for encryption of communication. The raw material for all this self-assembly is also graphene oxide. And when we compare known side effects of graphene oxide to the side effects of the COVID-19 vaccines, we find them to be the same. Once graphene oxide is injected into the body, it acquires magnetic properties, predictably around the injection site, the heart, and the brain. Graphene is seen as a pathogen by our immune system and will often result in paralysis and stroke. Graphene is known to cause blood clots and heart conditions. Graphene oxide can generate small discharges causing cardiac arrhythmia. There is so much going on with these experimental vaccines and the evidence seems clear that there is a mass experiment going on with certain batches marked more deadly than others and with certain batches that contain a bold new technology akin to a man-made parasite intended to control the host human if it doesn't kill them first in the process. Perhaps that is what the mad scientists and psychopaths are after. Human genetics that can withstand this new invasive and deadly nanotech. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Good Lord. Oh, man, always good stuff from the great Greg Reese. But, you know, I, I find myself saying, good Lord, this is incredible. This is intense. Well, no more so than letting Satanists and pedophiles having access to your kids, EJ. This is 2022, man. Come on now, catch up. How crazy is it that we are literally in the days where oh, they're just casually injecting people, just casually injecting them with nanotechnology that's connected to an external 5G source? And then we wonder why it looks like people are not operating upstairs because guess what? There's nobody home. They've been pushed out of their own brain. Oh my God. I I I I just trip out because here we are. Official UK COVID UK lab report confirms COVID-19 vaccines definitely contain graphene oxide. And this is a full report. We are in those days where they are forcibly evolving humanity. Like you think I like having you you think I like having to say this stuff? You think I like like having to reach these conclusions? This is where the information takes me. And that's where we have to go. This is an article by Patricia Harity of the Exposé. They put this up February 14th. It says the COVID-19 vaccines have been forensically examined in the UK and a, and a laboratory report confirms they contain graphene nanomaterials that can penetrate the body's natural barriers and damage the central nervous system. And graphene oxide, which can damage internal organs, destroy blood health, trigger cancer, and causes changes in gene function, among a host of other ill effects. That's probably why we have this increase in nervous system disorders. One of the things I found very interesting in that report that Greg Reese did, he talked about how these these how the graphene oxide is able to get off these these pulses, these little uh, electrical discharges, causing arrhythmia, heart arrhythmia, sending the wrong signals. So crazy. Following her own experience with patients who suffered apparent vaccine injury and adverse reactions, a British a British medical practitioner came forward in December of 2021 offering to assist in an investigation to ascertain whether the results discovered by Dr. Noax and Dr. Compra could be replicated in the UK. 
and also to examine the COVID-19 injection vials for discovery of toxins or unexpected contents. The medical practitioner seized an injection vial from the fridge housed in the surgery in which she works and handed it to an independent investigator assisting in investigating cases related to injury sustained as a result of injections given as part of the rollout. Further vials have since been obtained, which cover the three manufacturers in the UK, Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca. The contents of the injection vials have been forensically examined and a laboratory report has now been officially published. The report, titled, quote, Qualitative Evaluation of Inclusions in Moderna, AstraZeneca, and Pfizer COVID-19 Vaccines, has been presented to the, to the police involved in the UK criminal case, 602 967 9-21, which is said to provide them with more than enough reasonable suspicion that serious and indictable offenses have been committed regarding the administration of experimental treatments. The report contains the toxicology reports of injection vials that have been forensically examined with the findings that provide, quote, more than enough grounds for the police to apply the Police and Criminal Evidence Act of 1984 warrant and seize injection vials for themselves. The police will then be able to submit them to a home office laboratory with a view to replicate the findings and will then enable them to possess their own hard evidence to support serious indictable offenses. Additionally, the police, in line with the duty of care to protect the public, have been asked to request the immediate secession of the experimental treatment rollout. So basically what they're saying is we've, we've, we've been able to replicate the experiment and we are giving our findings to the police so that they can carry out the necessary response. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, it's not, it's not just happening in the UK. Uh, it's hopefully. It says that the inclusions that are not declared by the manufacturers were the focus of this particular analysis, primarily graphene and carbon related nanostructures in form of carbon or graphene composites, graphene in association with polyethylene glycol, graphene oxide, iron oxide compounds, and calcite. The analysis of all four vial contents identified objects that are similar and have been defined and illustrated within the report individually. And I'll put this link in the description bar below so you guys can check it out. We don't have the whole time to get into it. it was, it's was it been reposted over here, uh, Renegade Tribune, but the full report is at Daily Expose. It says that the identified inclusions were graphene nanoribbons coated with polyethylene glycol, uh, graphene composite form one and form two, Microcrystalline calcite and carbonaceous inclusions, graphene nanoform with and without fluorescence, sketchy, graphene nano objects, and graphene nano scrolls. So something is going on in those shots. They've got Moderna shots, they've got AstraZeneca shots, and they've got the slides right here. You guys can see these structures that should not be there. <laughs> they just should not be there. They've got Pfizer shots. Oh, man. Uh, and it has this whole little readout. It says, to conclude, all three vaccines commonly employ the, the self-assembling lipid nanoparticles as a drug delivery me mechanisms. Where the central find of this project has been the confirmation of the presence of graphene in all four samples, it is important to evaluate this find in the context of the subject itself. It is important to mention that the source of the fluorescence within the samples was unknown while the investigations were underway and due to tight timescales, were not able to be investigated at that time. Sketchy. So they said they couldn't explain or ascertain as to where the fluorescence was coming from. That underneath a microscope, these things begin to exhibit very, very strange characteristics. 
And I remember Dr. Kerry Madej pointing that out, that once these things reach a certain temperature, they become active. This is why they have to be kept stored away. So sketchy. When do you think this is going to come out? What do you think people are going to do when they come out? I, personally, I think because the magnitude of the evil that we're talking about is so intense, uh, so so intense and overt, I think they'll go along with it. I legit think they'll have. We will have people that say, "Well, thanks, thank you for upgrading me." I mean, this is this is what Klaus Schwab said, right? The merging of the digital, the biological, and the physical. You're you're going to have people that think that this is a good thing that their genes have been hijacked, that they have been implanted with nanotech. And the craziest part about it all is this is actually happening. This isn't like a conspiracy theory. This isn't me just like, oh my God, guys, look at this. Well, this is a strange thing. Like these are, I could list off the doctors for you. Dr. Pablo Compra, Dr. Andreas Nowak, Dr. Frank Zwoleski, like Dr. Karen Madej. These are all people who have, who have, who see this. This isn't just me. I'm having to read the words of people who are actually doing the research and looking at these things underneath a nano microscope. It's crazy. It truly is crazy. And that's what's causing all these extra attacks, these diseases. That's why it's so strange because they, they haven't been able to effectively isolate the variant. Which variant? Delta variant, Omicron variant, new variant, which, which one? And by the time they think they're isolated, they have a whole new version or a variant of the virus out, which makes that vaccine defunct. Which makes that virus that much stronger. So it is a crazy situation. But make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen, they are experimenting on the population and they only have a small window to figure it out. Let me play this clip for you guys and then we'll continue on with the show. Check this out right here. A uh, 15-year-old is fighting for his life after collapsing during a basketball game. And I can bet you it wasn't what he ate. Ball player is asking for prayers tonight after the teenager collapsed on a court. And tonight, 15-year-old Preston Settles is at Tufts Medical Center. Good evening, thank you for joining us. I'm Anna Redis Rodriguez. I'm Paula Evan. Emergency crews worked on him for hours just to get his heart beating again. WBZ's Christina Hager spoke with Preston's parents who are hoping he will recover. Not in our wildest imagination. That's something like this would happen. Daryl Settles and Lisa Owens had gone to see their healthy 15-year-old son Preston play in a basketball game. He had taken the bench to catch his breath. And then all of a sudden my husband said, Preston's down. He had collapsed, his arms flailing. His eyes were just glaring up. And so I did this to him and there was absolutely no response. And then all of a sudden he just... Maybe we start this over so we can get this in one sitting. 
player is asking for prayers tonight after the teenager collapsed on a court. And tonight, 15-year-old Preston Settles is at Tufts Medical Center. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. I'm Anna Redis Rodriguez. I'm Paula Evan. Emergency crews worked on him for hours just to get his heart beating again. WBZ's Christina Hager spoke with Preston's parents who are hoping he will recover. Not in our wildest imagination that something like this would happen. Daryl Settles and Lisa Owens had gone to see their healthy 15-year-old son Preston play in a basketball game. He had taken the bench to catch his breath. And then all of a sudden my husband said, Preston's down. He had collapsed, his arms flailing. His eyes were just glaring up. And so I did this to him and there was absolutely no response. And then all of a sudden he just stopped breathing. It happened at the Brooks School in North Andover, where people jumped into action with CPR until the emergency crew arrived, rushed to Lawrence General Hospital on an automatic CPR machine and breathing tube for an hour. His mother will always remember the doctor there telling them Preston still had no heartbeat. I mean, you could just tell by her demeanor. They brought in the psychologist. So crazy. 15 years old. They were sort of basically telling us it was starting to look like the beginning of the end. So then, you know, I say this is impossible. It can't be possible. The attending leaves and comes back and says his heartbeat is back. Yeah. And we're going to we're going to med flight him out of here. Here to Tufts Medical Center. His oxygen saturation was only around the 25 percent. And we barely see patients who survive an oxygen saturation below 50. In an unusual move, doctors put Preston on a machine that keeps his heart and lungs functioning. But his parents say the signs of love in his room, visits from friends, they do something even a medical miracle can't. We definitely believe it's getting to him, lifting him up and pushing him forward. So if there are people out there who can pray and fight for Preston, you know, we need we not we need all of it. Doctors say the progress Preston has made in the last five days is miraculous, but they say he still has a long way to go. His parents say all the support he's getting will be the key. In Boston, Christina Hager, W. All right, all right. Thanks, Christina. Thanks. Yeah, I know somebody personally. I think I might have talked about this on the show, but I, I know somebody in my own personal life that took the shot. Well, I don't want to, like here. How should I catch this? She was drinking. She was partying. She was doing all kinds of drugs. She was getting crazy. Pandemic hit. Uh, she already had pre-existing issues. Her liver was failing, um, and she was out one night. She was partying, doing too much of everything. And she passed out at the party. She was she was convulsing, throwing up, and then out of nowhere, uh, she woke up in the hospital. They said your liver's failing. I don't. I think during that time period, somebody told her, "Hey, you need to get the COVID shot." And <clears throat> basically, she's learning how to walk now. Like I'm, I'm fast forwarding through a lot because I don't want to reveal personal information. But she's learning how to walk now. Like her Snapchat consists of the progress she's making on a walker. 
Like she went from being partying, traveling, you know, going to shows, doing all this stuff to literally learning how to walk again. And when you talk with her, there is a definite cognitive uh, deficiency. She is definitely not the same person she was after taking that shot and after being in the hospital. And so what I'm trying to say is we, we, we pray for everybody over here, uh, family of Preston. We pray for everybody because everybody is, is, is subjected to this. And so to follow up, a little bit of a doom break, a little bit of an update at the same time. Last week, we played for you guys a video clip of a comedian that got on national air, Heather McDonald. And she's like, I'm triple vaccinated. You know, I still get my period. I'm traveling. I'm doing all this stuff. And then as she's bragging about escaping being a victim of vaccine adverse reaction, she falls on her head and then fractures her skull, ends up in the hospital. She popped back up this week saying that she's not going to get her her fourth shot after collapsing on stage and fracturing her, her skull. So let's listen to this comedian who got struck down by God for sitting over here blaspheming people and putting down people who were actually victimized by the vaccine. Let's listen to her have like a moment of revelation. And again, you can look at her. And we all know people like this. Yeah, these people weren't raised to be smart. They were raised to just look nice and say the right things. And, and, and make one-liners. They weren't really raised to practice critical thinking. They were raised to carry the party line. Here is Heather McDonald saying that she won't get the COVID shot, the fourth one. The fourth one. She's triple-vaxxed, but she won't get her fourth one. <laughs> and I did get the booster, um, mm-hmm. which I had double Pfizer and Moderna booster um, mm-hmm. three weeks to the day of the fall. Is there anything yeah. that you've seen about time-wise? Because, uh, you know, when I asked the doctors two to, about two to that, three. they said, oh, normally. Okay, go ahead. Two to two to three weeks. Two to three weeks is where you see really? a lot of this stuff. I have a friend. I have a friend that got the booster, and he is dis- he got really destroyed by it. He still can't walk across the room. He's having yep. all kinds of symptoms. Yep. There's a lot of funny stuff. Uh, we don't really know what it all is and where it's coming from, but it's still worth doing it. I, I'm not. I'm not at the point where I'm saying that it's it's still worth the risk, but it's got a lot of funny side effects and and syncope. It's called fainting is one of them, and I think it's yeah. from the POT syndrome, P O T T S. And so, and I was worried. What I wanted to check was to make sure you didn't have any evidence of myocarditis. Um, you know, when you were, you which were, is, you know, that's why I wanted that, ec- which is an inflammation of the heart and it changes the way the heart muscle okay. functions a little bit. And that's, that's why I was ha- red hot on that echocardiogram. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. you know, what can I do now? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get the fourth booster though. I will say that. There, there is not. Yeah, I, there's not yet evidence. There's not I'm science done. for that I yet. I'm done right now. If you were eighty, if you were eighty, we'd be talking. I, I literally talked about it to my seventy-five and eighty-year-old patients this morning that I was telling them, eh, "I think you're going to probably need it. You don't need it. There's no evidence for that." But the other thing that happened. But you, you see, like how as a joke, like he's literally still trying to talk to her, and she still thinks it's a joke. He's like, "You will not need it." And she's like, "Ha ha! You're right. I won't need the booster at all. I'm funny." It's it's people like that 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 do end up. But I, I, I like I let's get her off the screen, get her off the screen. <laughs> it's people like that that make me gag. I mean, again, we're 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 being shown people like that because they exist. But it's it truly is sad. Like you, that's the literal definition of how you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. She still thinks it's funny. Like even though he's he's telling her 
The science doesn't support it. You got tricked. Smarten up. So sad. Uh, let's move on with a little, a little bit more of a switch up. Here is tennis star uh, Djokovic vowing to boycott major tournaments if they demand he gets vaccinated. So while you've got a comedian saying, I'm vaxxed, I'm triple vaxxed, I'm not going to get my fourth vaxxed. You have an athlete, a world star tennis player who's like, I'm not going to do any of that. So who are you going to listen to? These stupid late night comedians like Stephen Colbert, Trevor Noah, and this chick over here, Heather McDonald? Or are you going to listen to this tennis player, Jokovic, who's like, you know what? I don't want to play the Australian Open. I don't want to do any of this. I'm all right. I could be the best, but that means taking your shot, and I'm not going to do that. So let's play a little bit of this clip, and then we'll move on to a groundbreaking piece of information that came out by Project Veritas. But let's hear somebody standing up for something for once. <laughs> This is where we are. Everybody's got a price. Glad to hear that Djokovic didn't bend the knee. Why? Oh, try that one more time. Have you received any vaccination against COVID? I have not. Why? I understand. And that uh, and support fully uh, the freedom to choose, you know, whether you want to get vaccinated or not. And uh, I have not uh, spoken about this before, and I have not disclosed my medical record uh, and my vaccination status because uh, I, I had the right to keep that private and discreet. But as I see, there's a lot of uh, wrong conclusions and assumptions out there. I think it's important to speak up about that um and 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 justify certain things right so i um i was never against uh, uh vaccination i understand that globally everyone is trying to put a big effort into handling this virus and and seeing a hopefully a, a, an end soon to this virus and vaccination is probably the biggest effort that was made probably half of the planet was, was vaccinated and i fully respect that but I've always uh, represented and, and always supported uh, the freedom to choose what you put into your body. And for me, that is essential. It's really the principle of, of understanding what is right and what is wrong for you. And me as an elite professional athlete, I've always carefully reviewed, assessed everything that comes in from the supplements, food, the water that I drink or sports drinks, anything really that comes into my body as a fuel based on all the informations that I got, uh, I, I decided not to take the vaccine uh, as of today. So do you have as of today? Yes. I keep my mind open because we are all, we are all trying to find collectively uh, a best possible solution to end COVID, right? I mean, no one really wants to be in this kind of situation that we've been in collectively for, for two years. I'm part of the a sport, a very global sport that is played every single week in a different location. So, you know, I understand the consequences of my decision. And one of the consequences of my decision was not going to Australia and I was prepared not to go. And I understand that not being vaccinated today, I, you know, I'm unable to travel to most of the tournaments at the moment. And, and that's the price you're willing to pay. I, that, that is the price that I'm willing to pay. Good man. Ultimately, are you prepared to forego 
the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket, statistically? Because you feel so strongly about this, Chad. Yes. Okay, that's all I need to hear. You got my vote. I wish we had more people with those kind of wavos, but instead they give us people like Heather McDonald who make fun of people who have experienced adverse vaccine reactions. More power to you, Novak. And more power to all people, all free individuals, all sovereign human beings who believe in bodily autonomy and didn't cave to the pressure, who didn't get coerced and manipulated. You have the same mental constitution and willpower as Novak Djokovic. And this came out too. I remember towards the end of 2021, information came out that if you, it's like people who haven't taken the shot have high intelligence, PhD level intelligence. But think about, again, the rigorous standards he applied to his own research because he's an athlete. He has to watch what goes into his body. Again, describing it as fuel, how food should be our medicine. He's describing all the vitamins, the supplements, the nutraceuticals, the things he put into his bodies, the rigorous research he goes into to make sure he's performing at his optimal best. He did his research. He looked at the vaccine and realized, hey, this isn't going to help me. And there's really no need for me to have this. So no. And due to due to society being society right now, the shaming took place and the manipulation and the coercion. And good to him, good on Novak Yogovich for sticking to his guns, because that's what's going to get us out of this. Not compliance, not capitulation, not bending the knee, not being obedient. The only way we get out of this is by saying no. And sure enough, it's happening. Moving forward with the show, I'd like to pull up for you guys a very interesting clip that came out. Something that unfortunately we already all knew. And that I made a joke about. That's the crazy thing. I made a joke about this during one of my like hardcore rants. Christopher Cole, a former uh, an FDA ex- executive officer. Christopher Cole, an FDA executive officer of Countermeasures Initiative, recently came out saying that Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible, including including annual shots. Including annual shots. And so when I've talked about this in the past, I've talked about how Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca, and Johnson & Johnson, they see they see people like Netflix, they see things like Hulu, HBO Max, Disney, all these other streaming services, and they think, you know what, we've got to get into the subscription model. And what this individual talks about, this Christopher Cole, is just that he describes consistent revenue being injected into their business on an annual basis. That's how he describes you getting your annual shots. It's not about health, because he knows the shots are ineffective. It's about the bottom dollar getting that consistent and reoccurring revenue inside of their businesses. That's how they see you as a cash cow. They don't care whether or not, listen, they're not going to sell you a cure. You wouldn't come back to them. But if they sell you a faulty cure, you'll keep coming back. So let me play this quick clip, this bombshell information that came out. And then we'll pick it up on the other side. It's like a, it's like a two minute long clip 
but it's powerful in everything that's being said here. It's basically them turning us into junkies, turning us into addicts, turning us into into, into, into slaves for this totalitarian pharmaceutical scientific dictatorship. Let's listen. To inoculate as many people as possible. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. They don't want to like uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, so they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of uh, uh, money going into their, their company. So how do you know it's already getting approved? Well, they're not going to, um, I mean, just from everything I've heard, they're not going to not approve it. Meet Christopher Cole, an executive officer at the FDA with over 20 years experience who claims to be directly involved in the approval process of the various COVID vaccines. I think um, what's going to happen is um, it's going to be a gradual thing. Schools are going to mandate it. Why do they need the third one? Well, the same reason um, you or I would need the third one. So the three will bolster your, your system. And then there will be an annual, um, eventually an annual, just like the flu shot. For the toddlers? Well, for everyone. Okay, so the toddlers too then. We'll have to get it. Probably. Okay. I don't completely agree with their, the process. What do you mean you don't agree with the process? Well, I mean, they, um, they don't have all the, all the tests aren't there. So I agree with the thing that it is important to inoculate them. Um, but you can't provide the, um, the parent as much um, assurity as you normally want to. It's an EUA for all, all, uh, all age groups, all designations, and then you have to get approved by specific age groups based on the study. Do you think that's really an emergency for the toddlers? Well, they're all uh, improved under an emergency. The efficacy data doesn't have to be as high. Mm. The standard is on emergency use authorizations is that it does more benefit than harm. I thought their cases weren't that high for six what, months to four-year-olds. They're not, but it, because it's um, related to COVID, it's under that approval process. Crazy. Whatever it takes to inject kids. That's, that's what I saw right there. Whatever it takes to get this needle inside of kids, make it happen. Super, super dangerous. Again, that is Chris Cole, FDA executive, revealing the future COVID policy. My God. Again, there's no need for this. There's no need to inject children unless it's about the bottom dollar because that's exactly what it's about. Let's read a little bit of this article right here, just so we can get this on record from the COVID blog. And then we will get into the CDC just casually casually admitting that they sold your your nasal swab data for genomic sequencing. This comes from the COVID world. They put this up February 16th. It says Christopher Cole, FDA's executive officer of countermeasures initiative revealed in hidden footage obtained by Project Veritas that the Biden administration wants to vaccinate as many people as possible and wants everyone to take an annual COVID-19 injection. The agency's executive officer says the reason the policy hasn't been announced yet is to not, quote, rile everyone up. Because they know people are going to be pretty upset when you tell them the vaccine didn't work and you're also going to need a new one every year. 
Pfizer CEO Albert Borla said the very same thing. This was always the plan. This was always the plan. The hidden footage includes sound bites from Cole about the financial incentives pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer have to get the vaccine approved for annual usage, saying, quote, it'll be a recurring fountain of revenue. It might not be that much initially, but it'll but it'll recurring if they can, if they can get every person required to get an annual vaccine. That is a recurring return of money going into their economy. Cole continues by discussing the large sums of money food companies, drug companies, and vaccine companies pay to the FDA to regulate their products. According to Cole, the FDA receives hundreds of millions of dollars per year with this process. The FDA officer also expects that schools will eventually mandate the COVID-19 injections for attendance. Cole, who claims that his role with the FDA is to ensure the agency uses a framework of safety, security, and effectiveness as a part of its preparedness and response protocol, specifically cited concerns over, quote, long-term effects, especially with someone younger. So they know something's wrong. They know that there is safety and efficacy issues, especially with the younger population, but because of the millions of dollars that it impedes, the millions of dollars that might be at stake, they don't care. Tell little Jimmy to get get his sleeve rolled up. It's not about health and safety. It's about control and controlling you and turning you into a pharmaceutically dependent person. Like, think about how like, how monumental this is, because it's not about Christopher Cole. It's about it's about having insight into the exact system of how it all functions. And at the same time, admitting that the FDA doesn't really regulate anything, because if you go on and you watch more of this, this expose, Christopher Cole talks about how, oh, well, you know, the government doesn't really like people that that make problems for them. So if you saw this as an issue, you wouldn't last long in the government because they don't want to bring these type of things up. There is so many incentives for things to just go wrong so they can profiteer off of the problems and come up with solutions that they don't do anything. So this is what I'm saying. They are scrambling and destroying an entire generation for profit. Like realize this guy's over here sipping. What is this? A Mont Blanc? What, 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 what kind of wine you think this is? Pinot Noir? He's over here sipping wine, talking about how he's making hundreds of millions of dollars poisoning kids. That's how these people are. These, East, these, these elites, they're so detached, it's disgusting. I'm sure we'll hear more about this in the future, but, you know, it, 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 it's crazy. All the information that's coming out is bombshell after bombshell after bombshell. Graphene oxide in the vaccine. Trying to vaccinate many, as many people as possible. Pfizer's information coming out is saying that, hey, some of our pre-trial and clinical trial data may be less favorable. It might actually upset business. Christopher Cole coming out saying that, you know, we need to, that we are financially incentivized to mandate these vaccines. It's crazy. It's evil. It's coercion. It's the new normal. It's a scientific dictatorship. And they don't hire this. They don't hire these type of people because they're actually useful or beneficial to society. They hire them because they're pencil pushers and they're yes men. All Listen, this guy's not going to know anything happened to him. He's not going to know anything happened to him because he's disconnected. Truly sad. And again, this next article that we're going to get into that we probably won't get into. It's just something to mention, again, with the bombshell information that's coming out because the next final article we have to get into for this segment is even more crazy. 
CDC casually admits COVID nasal swabs ended up in a lab for genomic sequencing analysis. <clears throat> and we knew this. I remember I remember when the quote pandemic actually started happening. Bill Gates quit Microsoft, ran to Seattle and shipped out all of those data collecting packages on people and then sold that information to China. This is why when I, I tell people, no, I'm not into submitting my genetic uh, information. Like how many times has this type of stuff come out during the pandemic that they're that this is all one massive uh, uh, one massive data grab from your biometrics to your biochemistry to your genome? This is all it is. How compliant can we make you? Can we can we can we fearmonger you and propagandize you into being as obedient as you can to where you literally give over your genetics? And that's why some of that that's how this works too. That's why they don't tell you, hey, you're going to get your shot right here and now, right? They they send back your genomic sequencing of your test. They analyze your, your genes. Then they tailor your genetics or they figure out which specific batch of the vaccine your, your type of people can have. And then they assign that to you. This isn't like a cookie cutter type virus where they have like, you know, they just increase the dosages of it. This is gene therapy. This is gene therapy. These aren't traditional vaccines. These are gene therapies. Let me read a little bit of this just so we can get it on record. Turns out there's a, well, turns out there's a, they, they actually put out a video clip too. The CDC put out a propaganda piece saying, hey, yeah, you know those tests, those nasal swabs you took? Sorry, those might have been sent off to the lab. We now have your genes. We now have your biology. This comes from Christina Lalia of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up February 16th. Says the CDC on Wednesday casually admitted some of the COVID nasal swabs ended up in a lab for genomic sequencing analysis. But don't worry, because only the virus will be used for the genomic sequencing analysis, the, the CDC said. Many Americans were forced to take nasal swab nasal swabs processed with a PCR test in order to work, travel, and get life-saving surgical procedures. Now those nasal swabs are being used to track, used by scientists to track COVID variants. Quote, remember that COVID-19 nasal swab you took? What happened to the swab? If it was processed with a PCR test, there's a 10% chance that it ended up in a lab for genomic sequencing. The CDC said on Wednesday. And look, they've got a little clip. Oh, wow. Wonderful. They've got a little clip we can watch, gang. Yay. How those nasal swabs detect COVID-19 strains. Let's watch this. Oof. Things like, like six minutes long. We don't have time for that. Not to troll that hard. I'm down to troll, but not that hard. I think you guys get the point. I think you guys get the point. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and move on with the show. I was wanting to play that video, but six minutes, I'm not going to afford that. We're not, no, we're not going to allot six minutes for the CDC to say, we trolled you. We have your genes. We've got to move on. Dr. Li Ming Yan says the CCP is spreading hemorrhagic fever bioweapons at the Olympics. And she's also revealed the antidote. An article by Ethan Huff of Natural News. They put this up February 15th. And before I get into this article, I already talked about this as I shuffle through my notes real quick because we're on 1203. Let's see. What's crazy is I actually talked about the, we talked about this virus outbreak in China at the end of 2021, 
and it carried over into 2022. And I remember a couple weeks ago during the preseason breaks. Yeah, right here. Um, yeah, 12 uh, episode triple zero. Dr. Robert Malone fires off warning shot on the Royal Room, says the latest disease spreading across China is an Ebola-like hemorrhagic fever virus. This is a couple weeks ago. And I had the revelation, well, wow, that would be crazy because this was before all the athletes got there. Wow, that would be crazy if this was an actual Ebola-like hemorrhagic fever virus and we're just sending all of our athletes there. It's crazy how they're about to do a COVID-19 part two with this. You see, that's, that's, that's what's so crazy. That's why all the restrictions are being rolled out. I think some of it's because of the midterm elections, no doubt. But I think some of it's the, let your guard down. Don't think about anything like this. Because see, if an, Ebola, if an Ebola-like hemorrhagic fever virus does go out, I will wear a mask for sure. I don't want to see people bleeding out of their nose, bleeding out of their eyes, bleeding out of their ears, bleeding out of their mouth. I don't want them flinging blood on me as their body begins to convulse, as, as, as the disease deteriorates their motor functions. I don't want them flinging any of that on me. Ugh, I'm going to have a mask on for sure. Because if this is a real thing, I think we actually need to have precautions. And think about this, gang. That's, this might be who the camps are really for. Just last week, we talked about how Hong Kong is sending more COVID patients to these quarantine camps. And then we played for you guys a clip of an Australian gentleman constructing these COVID camps. I think the camps might be for these type of people. We can survive COVID, but can we survive Ebola-like hemorrhagic fever viruses? So let me read this final article for this segment. And again, Bill Gates has come out talking about how we need to prepare for the next pandemic. He's worried about so-called bioterrorists releasing a whole nother variant. It's just, you've got to see how all this stuff pulls together. So let's read this quick article and then we'll go ahead and shut this segment down. Again, this comes from Ethan Huff of the National News. They put this up February 15th. Dr. Lee Minyang says that the CCP is spreading a hemorrhagic fever bioweapon at the Olympics. She has revealed the antidote. And what's interesting, too, she talks about this. This is why at the Olympics, the athletes are in different bubbles because they're trying to keep everything contained. Says so J.D. Rucker recently interviewed the illustrious Dr. Li Yang, who told him that the, that the Chinese Communist Party has released a lab-manufactured hemorrhagic fever bioweapon at the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Quote, before I get into the details, Rucker writes, quote, it's important to understand that she and her sources are highly credible. There have been concerted efforts to discredit her, but her claims are as far back as early 2020 have in, have invariably been proven accurate. Ling Ming was one of the first, if you recall, to come forward with evidence suggesting that the Wuhan coronavirus was developed in a Chinese laboratory. The powers to be try to discredit her, but her claim continues to stand the test of time. Quote, they tried to disprove the fact what she said all along, that Peter Daszak and Anthony Fauci had intimate knowledge of the gain-of-function research that was going on at Wuhan, Rucker adds. They even tried to prove she was wrong about the, the inefficacy of the vaccines. All of her claims have been verified, and she has been vindicated multiple times. Get ready for a second round of the pandemic, bleeding orifices style. Li Mingyang told Rucker that the CCP has been studying various, quote, strains, if you will, of hemorrhagic fever viruses. These include Lassa, Marburg, and Hantavirus, all of which just so happen to share the same 
CD38 drug target in the disease. Her sources reveal that the CDC was already fully prepared to release this weapon during the Winter Olympics, though she cannot confirm which strain of the virus has been released without first obtaining the viral genome. This new bioweapon is supposedly much more deadlier than the Fauci flu, which may have been just a test run for the final act, so to speak, in the current world order. According to UPI, health authorities in the United Kingdom have already identified at least two cases of viral hemorrhagic fever and possibly a third. If confirmed, these mark the first time the illness has been seen in the country in over a decade. Officials claim that the cases of loss of fever, as they classified it, are from the same family and are linked to recent travel to Western Africa, whether the illness is said to be endemic. Quote, two of the cases are conclusive and the third hasn't been confirmed yet, reports reveal. Quote, loss of fever is, acute, is an acute viral hemorrhagic illness. An infection usually occurs through food or household items contaminated with urine or feces from rats who are carrying the virus. In milder cases, loss of fever, loss of fever causes a fever, obviously, and fatigue. In more severe cases, it can result in bleeding of the mouth, breathing difficulties, and low blood pressure. Quote, most people who contract loss of fever don't develop any symptoms, and it's fatal in only 1% of the cases. UPI further reported, quote, the new cases are the first in Britain since 2009. Bleeding orifices are a common occurrence with severe cases of a hemorrhagic fever. Assuming this is really what was released in the Olympics, since the media is already blaming a scapegoat rats from Africa, the world could see another round of the pandemic. Quote, the problem with this report is that the disease may not be standard loss of fever, but possibly something new that was created through gain of function research. Rucker notes. Quote, Dr. Yan has not confirmed this, but based on the sources and evidence, Lhasa is one of the bioweapons they prepared to launch attacks during or after the Winter Olympics. She noted that the CCP military scientists worked with Liberia to study Ebola in 2014. They also sent six groups of scientists to Sierra Leone to study Lhasa viruses, most recently in 2020. Li Ming says that a simple cure for the hemorrhagic fever virus is a drug by, Do by Johnson & Johnson called Darzalax, or Dara Tumum, Dara Tumumbab, Dara Tumumbab, which is approved to treat multiple myeloma. Interesting. And so there was a clip too of Dr. Lee Min Yang on JD Rucker's show. I was hoping that it would be in this clip where she talks a little bit more about her thoughts of the CCP releasing this virus at the Olympics, but it's not. Maybe we'll cover it next week or maybe we'll post it uh, sometime with a couple of hours we have left for this week. But there you have it. They are for sure planning the next pandemic. And again, we've been we have been watching this for the better part of three months now. And we've reported on it too. how China's having a hard time stamping it out. Because it's a legitimate concern. Uh, whenever you have people bleeding in the streets and you have to sanitize that, that's going to require a lot of manpower uh, to keep things contained. But Dr. Robert Malone has talked about it. We we played that clip for you guys. It's over on our Telegram as well. One of the things I thought was very interesting is whenever we had covered this in our preseason episodes, Triple uh, Zero, Mike Adams put out an article saying that China was over-vaccinating its population to produce a, quote, escape mutant super virus. And I thought that's kind of where this came from. Maybe because, you know, 
as we've talked about at the start of the show and throughout the show, you can't vaccinate your way out of a pandemic. When you do, you make the viruses that much stronger. I thought that's what this was. Maybe they had created uh, this virus through all the hyper vaccination that's going on. But either way, we've got to look out for it. I think that once the Olympics are done and over and some of these uh, some of these athletes come back, I think that's whenever we'll start to see stuff really unfold. But this is the Chinese New Year, man. You've literally we, we, we played the clip for you guys, too, of Bill Gates going on live national television, thanking the Chinese for how they've handled the pandemic as they prepare a whole other one. But here's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the trucker tyranny that is happening in Canada. The Trudeau, how did somebody say it? They said Fidel Cat, Fidel Trudeau. Yeah, because he's a Fidel Castro's son. We're going to be talking about the tyranny that's taking place in Ottawa, in Canada, in the Great White North. Freedom protesters warn that they may be separated from their children. Bank accounts shut down. 3,500 guns going missing. Uh, militants being arrested at different borders. There's all kinds of sketchy things going down up north, and we're going to be talking about it on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom with the exclusive members crew. Don't go anywhere. I messed that up. I totally messed that up. I'm having a brain fart, and so is telling, or so is StreamYard. Don't go anywhere, guys. We're going to be right back right after this. <laughs> in a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Do 
of throwing sticks and stones, burning flags in the streets, we gon' break some bones, try kiss. Then you had to ride in the streets, now you even trying to ban my speech. This ain't gonna fly, we can see the evil in your eyes. Hillary for prison, then die. <laughs> The White Rabbits, Infowars, Alex Jones, Stephen Crowder, and Owen Schroyer, Gavin McGinnis, Proud Boy for Life, God my witness, Mark Levin, Dan Bongino, you do business, Diamond and Silk, and Candace Owens, Kanye West standing with you while the flag is blowing, across the pond, DePaul, Joseph Watson, homie, you're the bomb like jihadis in Boston, unintended, so don't get offended, you snowflakes, safe space, spineless dependents, I'ma work my bloody hands to the bone, while you dream about the day that you you could get Roger Stone. The deep state, man, your cover is blown. About time that you sent Tommy Robinson home. Top off the jet, you did a lot of things you regret. Bill Clinton flying up in that Lolita Express. Shame on the man with the long tongue. Bad guys that want you to run from. This land gonna break down the middle. Picking up steam like a Tennessee fiddle. Shame on the police in the blue states. Rocking video games with your roommates. You don't wanna go to war with the We've been looking forward to a fight for a long time You're not a racist if you voted for Trump You're not a bigot if you wear a MAGA hat and get jumped You're not a sexist if your girl makes you breakfast You're not a privileged white male, just ignore the idiot leftists This is where my family fought to survive Where they thrive with the immigrants who work till they died And they never had a beef with any temple or tribe This is media controlling your minds Together, we will make America strong again we will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Don't tread on me, I won't tread on you. Cut me, I bleed red, white, and blue. Homegrown and down to get dirty. I'm a mean shop with my old 30-30. Brother, we can get it if you cross that line. You can take a look at my American mind. Fly over, drop him right on top. You know, just be. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because. Because they are the real terrorists. They are the real violent extremists. They are the ones causing all the problems. 
But guess what? They are on the run. We are on the march. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to this edition and to this segment of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Area Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. In this segment, I have titled Tyranny Rising because it is. It is. And it's time for all good men and women of every color, creed, race, ideology to come together and recognize that we are all underneath attack, that they are coming underneath, that they're coming after my kids, they're coming after your kids, even if you don't have them yet. They're coming after your parents. They're coming after you. They're coming after your bank accounts. They're coming after everything you hold sacred. We are all the truckers now. This is why they're trying so feverishly to threaten them. And and, and I think about how fast this is all moving. It was like a couple, it was only like a couple days into it. They hit him with the racism, the bigots, the white supremacists. That didn't work. They took it a step further. They were like, oh, rough up a couple people there. That didn't work. And every week we see them escalating uh, their efforts to try to diminish the work and the intent of the truckers. They've actually come out now with a list of demands. Like I said, as we were recording this, things are moving so fast. Uh, it's it's uh, By the time we get into this, it's going to be old news. Like I think this is, this is me catching you guys up with how fast things are moving. By the time I say all this stuff, it's going to be old news. That's how fast things are moving. Uh, but truly, it is crazy. But if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to coffee.com forward slash noise era. Get yourself a subscription tier. Get us some red pills. Help secure our work. Keep us in attack formation. Let's stay in the march. Let's keep them on the run. And you got to understand, uh, as things intensify, operations like ours are needed. To act as a focal point, to break down all this stuff, because some people can't see. Uh, we've got the he- we've got the years on years of doing this. It's just it's it's crazy, but yeah. If you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to coffee.com forward slash noise era. I'll be sure to put that link in the description bar below. You can also get New Leaf Naturals CBD oil, My Patriot Supplies, storable goods. I think again with everything that's going down with the trucker convoys, the fact that they are beginning to spread around the entire world now more than ever, you need storable goods. Uh, we could talk about inflation, we could talk about shortages, we could talk about a number of things, but you need storable goods. And I'll be sure to put that link in the description bar below so you guys can check it out. Let's go ahead and start getting some of the meat and potatoes of this this episode. Check this out. Gifts and go under attack. Hateful trans hackers take over gifts and go. Front page. You, there's a certain level of help for those type of people that think like that. It was a marvel to 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 just to give out that information. And to call the truckers uh, grifters and hatriots? Crazy. But you see, that's that's what's happening, all right? You got to understand, the propaganda is very strong. The TV literally told people to put a mask on and inject yourself with dangerous chemicals. 
the propaganda is very strong. So, of course, somebody would go out of their way, uh, could be a state actor or a non-state actor, a foreign enemy, or whoever could be anonymous, or it could, again, be a pro-establishment hacker that wants to see these people go to jail. I don't know. But this is the days that we're in. I mean, you got to think, the cyber world is such a such a wild card in today's society that it, 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 it at a certain level, it doesn't matter who did it. It matters like what effect it's having, you know, truly crazy. Like hackers shutting down schools or hackers shutting down banks or hackers shutting down water treatment facilities or hackers shutting down like bank accounts for, for crowdfunding uh, services. Let's read this and then we'll continue on with the show. It says Gibson Go was hacked on Sunday night during the Super Bowl. Far left demon hackers take over Gibson Go website. They then posted the personal information of the convoy, Freedom Convoy donors. Says that the Marxists will not stop until everyone is silenced. These idiots are online terrorists who do the dirty work of the left. And what's crazy is I wish um, there was a video clip too. There was a video clip too of one of the actual hackers who came out bragging that they did it. And it's just, he looks like a pedophile. He just looks like a pedophile. Let's not spend too much time on this and, you know, pedophiles emerging. Let's move forward with the show. I want to pay, I want to show you guys just some of the tyranny and the things that are going on down there. We'll play this video. This shows Canadian police. Again, another clip we covered in our minicast earlier this week, police visiting the home of a woman who supported the truckers on FedBook. So it's not bad enough that you have them shutting down Gibson Go. Better yet, it's not bad enough that you have them shutting down. Uh, what's 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 the other one? A GoFundMe, yeah. They shut down GoFundMe, then they took it a step further, and then came after uh, Gibson Go, which is a Christian-based crowdfunding alternative to Gibson Go. So it's not bad enough that they kicked them off of GoFundMe. They literally hacked a whole nother crowdfunding service and then leak that information. How crazy is that? But again, that shows you the depths and the willingness that these people are trying to commit. So let's see if we can try to find this video clip for you guys, and then we'll continue on. Just incredible. Incredible. And again, we've seen this happen in Australia where the police have visited the house of a pregnant mother uh, for posting something on FedBook and they arrested her saying, oh, well, you're inciting violence. You're you're inciting violence. Therefore, we had to visit you and make sure you weren't a terrorist. Yeah, here it is. Video appears to show Canadian police visiting the home of a woman who supported the truckers on FedBook. So you're not even literally able to give digital support to the truckers now. That's the all-out warfare these people are carrying out. Disgusting. Maybe. Oh, of course. It's because we're trying to get it to work. We're showing corruption. Come on, let us show the corruption. There you go. 
Can I just get your name and your badge number, yeah. please? I have a card here. Okay. Eric, here Thank okay. you. And this is it's just some information about peaceful protests. That's all it is. Okay. So you saw something on my Facebook? No, on the Facebook group. <clears throat> okay. And decided to come to my personal residence to give me information about peaceful protest? Yes. Okay, so are the Peterborough police, no, you're with OPP. Um, are you guys now monitoring people's Facebook pages or Facebook groups to who comments as to what their um, uh, status updates are or what they're doing or within the group? Like Because of the protests happening province-wide, yes, we have been monitoring the protests. Okay. okay. So there's a protest coming up. I'm simply providing you with information about a peaceful protest and now I'm leaving. Oh, okay. That is all. So the Ontario Provincial Police are watching what people are doing on Facebook in different groups, whether or not they're commenting, participating, liking, and you guys are now doing service calls to give people information about peaceful protests. Yeah, it's just a proactive measure to make oh. sure you understand your rights about peaceful protests. I absolutely I have Perfect. a copy of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, so I'm well within that and, and yeah. very understanding of that. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm I'm hoping that uh, you guys aren't going to waste our tax dollars continuing to do this to everybody, but uh, now it's nice to know that uh, we're we're being watched. Yep. So if you have any questions, my cell phone number is on the card. Thank you. And so, again, when we talked about earlier in the show, the purging that's taking place in the police, military, politics, business, day-to-day -day lives, it's so they can get people like her. Christians, conservatives, and constitutionalists, people that actually believe in the law, morals, decency, they would not stand for that. But order followers and people who are just here to deliver a message no matter how threatening and unnerving that, that message might be, how unconstitutional that message might be, they don't care. I'm just here to deliver a message that we're watching you. This is illegal. What you're doing is illegal. But again, they don't want people who say, hey, this is illegal. Hey, this is wrong. They want order followers. They want jackboots of the state. They want people, again, who are willing to go in there and kidnap those kids because Justin Trudeau told them. They don't want people with an actual backbone. That's very dangerous. And again, that sets up the stage uh, for predictive policing, pre-crime, and all kinds of manner of things such as that. Here's a quick video of a mama bear freaking out on Justin Trudeau as he makes threats of taking the children's, taking the children away from the trucker. Jennifer, what, Jennifer G292 on TikTok, she warns Dr. or she warns Justin Trudeau to not touch any children. Let's listen. By now, most of us have heard the rumors that they want to send in MCFD to take the kids from the convoy. And some of us have also seen the video by frontline nurse Kristen Nagel, who went toe to toe with CTV uh, while they were setting up the film said segment. A warning to our fearless leader and to the pathetic mayor of Ottawa. If you guys touch one single child out there, you will enrage every mother in this country. I will personally gather mini vans full of soccer moms and we will drive to Ottawa. And if you think the truckers are giving you a hard time right now, you have seen nothing. Trust me, you do not want a city full of angry moms. 
because there ain't no angry like mom angry. Oh. Right now, most of us. There ain't no angry like mom angry. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. But that's what's necessary. You know, here in America for a while there, it felt like only the ladies were standing up against tyranny. It's where even I was asking, like, where are the where are the men? What's going on here? Why why does it seem like the men have more balls than people? What well, Marjorie Taylor Greene is doing more for, for Americans in her short time in office than any of these other people. What's what's happening? Pure gold, pure gold, mama bear energy, more of that. But again, think about it. These are people that know the dire straits. And that's what it's going to take, everybody getting involved. There cannot be any half measures with what's going down and how things have to progress. Moving on, check this out. Biden administration urges Trudeau's government to use federal powers to end the truck blockade by Canadian protesters. So in the midst of a nationwide crisis, Justin Trudeau didn't reach out to, you know, the UN or anybody else. He reached out to brain dead Biden. Win back Biden. He said, Biden, how should we handle this? And Biden said, hey, use the federal government to end the truck blockade. So he had a chance. Justin Trudeau had a chance to end this peacefully. He went to brain dead Biden. Biden escalated it to the point to where it's at now, to where Justin Trudeau activated the Emergency Powers Act, the Wartimes Act. Does it look like that's necessary? Look at this. This comes from End Times Headlines. We're going to read a little bit of this. They put this up February 10th. To the Biden administration urged Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government on Thursday to use its federal powers to end the truck blockade by Canadians protesting the country's COVID-19 restrictions as the bumper-to-bumper demonstration forced auto plants on both sides of the border to shut down or scale back production. For the fourth straight day, scores of truckers taking part in what they dubbed the Freedom Convoy blocked the Ambassador Bridge connecting Windsor, Ontario to Detroit, disrupting the flow of auto parts and other products between the two countries. The White House said Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg spoke with their Canadian counterparts and urged them to help resolve the standoff. Conservative Ontario Premier Doug Ford, meanwhile, moved to cut off funding for the protests by successfully asking a court to freeze millions of dollars in donation to the convoy through crowdfunding site Gifts and Go. Ford has called for the protest called the protests an occupation. The bumper-to-bumper demonstration entered its fourth day Thursday at the Ambassador Bridge connecting Windsor, Ontario to Detroit. It's disrupting the flow of auto parts and other products back and forth across the border. With political and economic pressure mounting, Windsor Mayor Drew Dilkins announced the city will seek a court injunction at the end of the occupation. Quote, the economic harm is not sustainable and it must come to an end, he said. In the U.S., authorities brace for the possibility of similar truck-borne protests inspired by the Canadians and authorities in Paris and Belgium have banned roadblocks to head off disruptions there, too. Yeah, it's just getting started. And again, this is a part of the supply chain disruption. This will cause more shortages. Truckers and blue-collar workers are the backbone of the middle class of America, which is just the breadbasket for the rest of the world. If we're not working, we're all getting poor. Moving on and forward. Moving on and forward. Trudeau to unleash never-before-used Emergency Powers Act to counter protests at U.S.-Canada Bridge as the U.S.-Canada Bridge reopens. 
It says that the Canadian Civil Liberties Association condemns Trudeau for invoking the national emergency over the truckers. Again, this is this is something that you would do if you were being invaded by foreign adversaries. But they are declaring war against their domestic citizens. It says, quote, the Emergencies Act can only be invoked when the situation, quote, seriously threatens the ability of the government of Canada to preserve the sovereignty, security, and the territorial integrity of Canada. And when the situation, quote, cannot be effectively dealt with under any law other any other law of Canada, the Twitter thread continues. And so let's, there's there's all kinds of updates here. It's all over the place. Let's see if we can just find something that's a little bit more, le- uh, something a little less detailed <laughs> or updated. Zero Hedge went through and it, uh, it added all kinds of different updates. Like I was having this problem even whenever I was organizing the show. The headline didn't match up with the actual article. That's because they updated it and added additional information. They said, uh, has Trudeau created a political emergency? Let's see. Oh. Oh. So we are on the wrong tab. Let me make sure that you guys are over here on Zero Hedge with me. And then let's get uh, Mr. Polyev speaking one more time. Pierre Polyev. He won't do it. All right. Thanks, Mr. Polyev. Let me get down in here so we can read a little bit more about this. I'm just going to glance through this. Um, yeah. Banks will, banks quote, will be protected against civil liability for actions taken in good faith. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, as we detailed earlier, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation has learned that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, quote, will inform the provinces he will invoke the Emergencies Act to give the government extra powers to deal with the protests across the country. But in a meeting with the Liberal caucus, the prime minister said there were, quote, no plans to deploy the military. The move follows a meeting Sunday on the federal cabinet and its incident response group. Trudeau tweeted late Sunday and that the IRG discussed, quote, further actions the government can take to help end the blockade and the occupations. 
Earlier that day, Emergency Preparedness Minister Bill Blair told CBC's Rosemary Barton Live that the federal government has discussed invoking special emergency powers to deal with the ongoing protests in Ottawa. Blair described the attitude around invoking the Emergencies Act as, quote, appropriate caution rather than reticence. As as CBC concludes, the law gives the federal government carte blanche to cope with a crisis, including the ability to enact emergency powers that allow it to prohibit travel within specified area or remove personal property while imposing fines or jail time on people contravening new orders. This is basically the ability to unleash selective martial law on Canadians. And that's what Justin's done. Selective martial law on Canadians, designating them terrorists, calling them extremists, calling them racists and bigots and all of these other things, calling them occupiers, not referring them to not referring to them as peaceful protesters or as protesters in general or uh, 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 civilians that have a, a, an issue with their government. No, these are occupiers. These are terrorists. And he will respond to them as such. That's why this is dangerous. And the solution is simple. Like Pierre Polyev said, it's talking to your constituents, listening to their grievances, not declaring, not declaring them terrorists and essentially positioning them to be rounded up and executed or at least disappeared. Make no mistake about it. All the things that Justin, that Justin Trudeau is doing is not that of a good leader. He's trying to be heavy handed and authoritarian and going over his mark. This doesn't look good to the people, at least to the establishment and to the authorities and to the system, they want that heavy-handed response. They want to be able to kidnap kids. They want to be able to arrest you without warrants. They want to be able to detain you and disappear you. And that's the party that Justin's supporting. Let me play for you guys real quick this clip of Bill Maher, who we've been talking about on the show more often than I would like, having a moment of revelation where he apparently is watching the news and paying attention he torches Justin Trudeau for his attack against Trucker, saying, you actually now sound like Hitler. With, with, with the rhetoric that is coming out of your mouth, Justin Trudeau, you sound like Hitler. Let's play this clip, and then we'll continue on after that. I thought he was kind of a cool guy. Then I started to read what he, he said. This is a couple of weeks ago. He was, or maybe this is September, but he was talking about people who are not vaccinated. He said they don't believe in science. They're often misogynistic, often racist. No, they're mm, not. That was not that, smart of him at all. Right. He said, but they take up space. Mm. And wow. with that, we have to make a choice in terms of a leader as a country. Do we tolerate these people? It's like, tolerate these? Now you do that's, sound like no, him. That, that was... uh, and recently he talked about them holding, holding unacceptable views. Wow. This, I'm yeah. surprised to hear that Trudeau said those things. I'm not... You didn't see the blackface? I mean, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding about it. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, that was not a good look for him. But uh, I, I mean, come on. I mean, that's, I think, what gets under people's skin. Justin Trudeau, I mean, I agree. I thought he was kind of a cool guy. Then I, I agree. To read what he, he said. I think uh, tyranny gets to everybody. Billy, update. Ottawa police warn Freedom Convoy protesters will blo- who block streets will be arrested without warrant. He's just letting them know, hey, I don't care about your kids. I don't care about your views. I don't care about you. I have the power and I'm going to use it. 
And the police that go along with this, because we have gotten reports of the resignations, like 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 police officers literally turning in their badge to other police officers and saying, I can't do this. I'm going to join up with these guys. The police officers that go along with this, these are those stormtroopers I talked about last year. When we saw Joe Biden's inauguration speech and they started the, poli- the, 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 the purging, the ideological purity tests, and it looked like something out of a movie with the production value of it all. And I said, this looks like something out of Star Wars. All these people are lined up being obedient, wearing masks. This is dangerous. That's because they're, they're, they're training you. They're conditioning you. They're getting you ready for that boot that's going to stomp on your face that Orwell said in 1984. To imagine the, to imagine the, history, the, the, the future of humanity is to have a boot stomping on its face. That's these people. These are those bootlickers. These are these order-following, jack-booted thugs of the state with a badge. Ottawa police warn Freedom Convoy protesters who block the streets will be arrested without warrant. And I think we actually have video, too, of somebody getting arrested for simply yelling back at police officers in Canada. In Canada. This isn't, and, and, and I can't get over it because it's, it's Canada. I know that when this comes here to America, you're going to see police beating up old people. You know what? You're going to see police like putting hands on old folks. And the even crazier part about this is this, this, this next clip I'm going to be playing for you guys. This is not an anomaly. This is probably like the second video clip I've seen of police in Canada roughing up old people in, the broad, in broad daylight. So again, they're just getting you used to it, letting you know that the tyranny is coming. Do you have a residence? You have both ways. No, I'm a, I'm a homeless okay. person. You're a homeless person. Okay, if you owned a property, you would have control over that property, correct? I don't own any property. Okay, but if you did, let's speak hypothetically here. No, I don't even believe in private property. Okay. God's, God's world. Thank you. Enjoy the sidewalk. British just assumed that they owned it. That's all. Good old queen. Beware the queen on the back of the dream. I'm going to get a bottle of wine. Is that okay? Can I get a bottle of wine? I'll be the old. You guys seem to be deaf. You don't hear what the people are saying. You have to yell sometimes. Wow. I'm going to get a bottle of wine. Wow. Wow. Here they come. Facilitating crimes. Jesus. And here they all come just to cover up the crime of arresting an old man. Good Lord. Guns drawn looks like they're standing in like a shopping market plaza, like a parking lot. You got police officers with guns drawn arresting old people. Protect and serve, am I right? See, it makes it real. This, this, is, this is that gray area we're in. Because at the start of the show, and I was talking about how in Seattle they have less than 50 police officers for first watch. And you want to support these people because, well, they're the backbone of law and order. But then you see what the tip of the spear of law and order looks like, and you're like, wow, I can't support this at all. This is the hyper-militarization of the police that we had warned against for years. 
This is this is why we got started. This is Jade Helm 15. This is UX 16. This is all this stuff and more. And listen, if they can arrest old people for simply speaking back, you better believe it's not going to stop there. It's only going to intensify. And now, check this out. Freedom protesters were warned that they may be separated from their children as police action looms. What the F-bomb is police action? I thought because you guys were supposed to be law enforcement, you're supposed to be those referees, those people in the, in the middle ground. Police should not be taking any action. So what the heck is that about? Let's read this. It comes from uh, the Post Millennial. They put this up February 16th. It says the Children's Aid Society said they will work to, quote, reunite families in the event that parents and children are separated following, quote, police efforts and ending the demonstrations in, downtown, in the downtown core. So what that makes me think is they're going to start arresting parents. They're going to start arresting truckers. They're going to start arresting protesters and the people that have their kids there. They're going to be snatched up by 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 child protection services, and they may or may not be re- reunited. I think that's the gu- that's the guys they're using the altruistic cover, like oh, we're going to reunite your parents, so we have to get in here and identify you now. That's the guys they're using, but you've got to be able to read between the lines. This is an article by Roberto Wacrell Cruz. Like I said, they put this up February 16th. It says the Children's Aid Society of Ottawa is urging demonstrators to, quote, make necessary alternate alternate care arrangements. In a statement released Wednesday, the society said that the that parents attending the demonstration at the city's downtown core should, quote, make the necessary alternate care arrangements should they become una- unable to care for their children following potential police action. Quote, Casal has, has mandated, Casal has a mandate to protect a child when their parent becomes unavailable to exercise their custodial rights over the children and the parent has not made adequate provisions for the child's care and custody. The statement continues. The statement says that the society will work to, quote, reunite families in the scenario that parents and children are separate, separated following, quote, police efforts in ending the demonstrations in the downtown core. Ottawa authorities previously said they were having a difficult time ending the trucker protest because minors were present. Quote, Ottawa Police Deputy Chief Steve Bell says 25% of trucks camped out at Ottawa protests have children living in them. And so that's 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 apparently a problem to these authoritarians. You know, it's like whenever it's like when you get into a fight, you don't want your kid there because you don't want your kid to see you get all bloody and get all beat up. You don't want your kid to see like the, the beast inside of you come out. So you say, hey, you know, go play, go play blocks or something over there in the corner. Go read this book over here in the corner. Daddy's going to go whoop this guy's ass right quick. And then we'll go get some ice cream right after. That's kind of the thought process, except Justin Trudeau is saying, I'm going to take off my jacket. I'm going to bloody you up. I'm going to kidnap you. And I don't want your kids to see. He's he's telegraphing saying, hey, this is definitely something you do not want your kids to be present for. But what's crazy is he's still going to do it anyway. He's still going to do it anyway. He's still going to endanger the lives of those children irregardless of the situation. Getting back into the article, it says, Bell says police are greatly concerned about children living in the trucks, the risk of carbon monoxide fumes, cold, sanitation, and noise levels. Not yet doing any reinforcement re-kids. We rely on guidance from Children's Aid Service. Quote, through intelligence, we've learned that almost 25% of the 418 trucks encamped in our city have children living in them. Children who could be at risk during a police operation, Bell said, during a Tuesday media update. 
hey, the kids, kids are watching. We could get in trouble. The kids might remember whenever we shot their parents uh, with, with, with the, these, non, these less than lethal weapons. They might harbor a hatred for us if they see us uh, carry out this police action on their parents. Get the kids out of here. Let me see if I can find for you guys real quick that clip of one of the Ottawa city councilors saying she wants to go up and poke a hole in one of these bouncy castles because the kids are in such danger, you know. They're only in danger of you authoritarians. Because it wasn't it wasn't the government that provided <laughs> bouncy castles. It was the parents who, who who knew what was going down and wanted to offer some happiness. Offer some joy instead. Diane Deans, chair of the Ottawa Police Services Board. This chick, this lady, she's the one saying, oh, I just, I, I've got to go up and personally deflate these children's bouncy castles. That's what I'm saying. These people don't see how evil they are. We're going to shut down your bank accounts. We're going to hack your list of donations. We're going to kidnap your kids. We're going to personally go up with a, like, like something out of a, a Tom and Jerry movie or a Tom and Jerry TV show. We're going to go up with a with a with a with a pin needle and we're going to pop your balloon castle. That's like classic level evil. That's like something a Disney villain would do to steal the 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 the, the lollipop of a baby is to deflate like a bounty castle. But again, that's how disassociated and detached these people are. They can't see how evil they are. Oh, those darn oh man! Look at these look at these terrorists over here with their. Oh wow! Did that not even play? Wow. Okay, so then we've we've got to play that. You guys have got to hear this. Sorry about that, guys. I think I I didn't switch it over. Uh, let me play this tyrant for you one more time, and then we'll move on to another tyrant. His tyranny's rising. Uh, here is Danielle Deans. 
talking about uh, wanting to personally go up. And she she got it backwards. She said she wanted to unplug the bouncy castle and she wanted to poke the 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 the, the jacuzzi, the hot tub. It's like look at these terrorists out here having a hot tub, having meals, having a bouncy castle, having dance sessions. And look at this tyrant, not invited to the party, super angry, trying to shut it down. So the police have said up until now that they didn't have the resources they needed to end the occupation. We've heard that explanation has changed now. So are you now satisfied that there are no more excuses, that the Ottawa police have the human resources and the legal tools they need to act? Well, I am uh, satisfied that they have a lot more tools. I can tell you last weekend after Mayor Watson and I made that um, request of upper tier government that uh, the resources trickled in. They did not flow in. And it was very frustrating. And it seems to me um, Steve Bell did not uh, um, agree with this necessarily today, but it was just my observation that once the integrated command uh, uh, structure came into place that the resources started flowing in a lot better. So yes, there are more resources here. I think there is a, a determination to get you know, this over with. And uh, the Police Services Board is putting a new structure in place at Ottawa Police to give them everything they need. I mean, I said, look at David, I said today, you know, I've had it. I'm the chair of the Police Services Board. I have a very limited role to play because if you read the Police Services Act, you'll see for yourself that we are very limited in what we can do. But we can get them more resources and we can put a structure in place. And that's what we're doing. And, you know, even when the resources were coming, I mean, I was just... I was just aghast this weekend that, you know, there's a bouncy castle and, and there's a hot tub. I, David, I wanted to go up there and poke that hot Jeez. tub um, myself and let the water flow out of it and unplug that damn bouncy castle because it's just a symbol of the frustration that's gone on for 19 days in the capital. So, yes, we are making changes to do everything that we can do to end this illegal occupation of our city. Oh, I didn't realize that bouncy castles were a symbol of tear of, of, of extremism. Oh my God. These darn dirty insurrectionists and extremists with their hot tubs and bouncy castles. We have got to get them out of here. They may tell people that it's okay to have fun. That that's illegal. You can't have a good time right now. I'm mad at you. You should be uh, in fear or whatever, you know, and that's how these people are. These chicken neck, like un, isolated weirdos bro god i hate people like that that's the literal definition of like a buzz killington or a mellow marsher or a marshmallow like she's just gross those type of people are gross let me move on though talking more about this tyrant you know i had listened to this next clip i'm going to play to you guys i listened to it a couple times over because i was trying to wrap my mind around why i didn't like it i'm going to be playing for you guys premier doug ford saying that the world's done with it, let's move forward. He suggests the businesses should drop the vaccine passport. This comes after uh, he's declared a state of emergency. He, he declared a state of emergency. It's a double-edged sword. He declared a state of emergency and announced an end to these vaccine passport restrictions. And when you hear this guy speak, he, he comes off like, yeah, like he's saying common sense stuff. Like, you're right, the world is done. We, it is, we are over it like that's why we're here that's why the truckers are there but the nonchalant lackadaisical way he comes off seeming like yes you know i'm one of you guys i'm i'm done with it as well it's so skeevy it's so shady it's so gross 
it's so greasy because it's like he's assuming the the the, the position of the truckers. It's like he's trying to put on the the skin of a person that's a comp that's a common person that sees what's going on as if he didn't have the power to do this like forever ago as if his hand wasn't ra- as if he 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 wasn't pushed to do this because of the truckers and so yeah you know he says common sense stuff the world's done with it let's move forward we shouldn't need this but we also shouldn't need over 400 trucks going to your capital to get a message so here is Premier Doug Ford saying, the world's done with it. Let's move forward. Uh, thank you. I wanted to ask about the proof of vaccination certificates as well. Um, it seems like a lot of businesses are kind of caught in a, in a weird dilemma because you've given them the ability to continue on with the proof of vaccination certificates if they choose to. So uh, for a business owner, if they remove the proof of vaccination, they may lose business because people might feel unsure, uncertain about you know dining in a restaurant with unvaccinated people. However, though, they they may also face targeted harassment if they keep up with the proof of vaccination. What's what's your suggestion for what a business owner in that situation should do? I think I think the market's going to dictate. You know, you, you can go to you can go to Costco, you can go to Walmart, you can go shopping. You know, you don't know if the person has a shot beside you or not. But we also know that it doesn't matter if you have one shot or ten shots, you can catch COVID. See, the prime minister has triple shots, and I I know hundreds of people with three shots that caught COVID. We just have to be careful. We've got to always make sure we wash our hands and and move forward. But, Colin, we can't stay in this position forever. we got to learn to live with this and get on with our lives. I bet if I asked every single person in this room, do you want these damn masks or do you want them off? They want them off. They want to get back to normal. They want to be able to go for dinner with their families. And there's every single person, including myself, knows people that are unvaccinated. You know, sure, there's there's the rebel rousers. And then there's just hardworking people that just don't believe in it. And, and See. that's their choice. This is about, again, a democracy and freedoms and liberties. And I, I hate as a government telling anyone what to do. We just got to get moving forward and, and get out of this and protect the jobs. You know, we're, I think a lot of people call them, probably yourself too. Everyone's done with us. Like we are done with it. Let's let's start moving on and cautiously. And you know, we 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 followed the rules. All see, doesn't it just feel fake? Doesn't it just feel like he doesn't feel like authentic? Like he's he's speaking very candidly. He's speaking very casually. But at a certain level, like it doesn't feel real. I would recommend you guys go back and go listen to it so you can develop that level of sense and discernment. Because like I said, he's, it's like he's putting on the shell or the skin of the truckers and like, yeah, you know, freedoms and liberties and jobs and all everything that the truckers are there for. As if he didn't have an opportunity to say this beforehand, but it's only that it's only now that the truckers are there. They're forcing him to raise his hand. Like I just, this guy gives me the skeeves. This guy just gives me the heebie-jeebies for sure, and people like him as well. Moving forward with the show, uh, Ottawa Police Chief Peter Slowly has resigned amid Freedom Convoy protests. Now, this is a very interesting turn of events. Part of me thinks, did they move this guy out of the center stage so he could cause even more chaos in the background? Is he going to link up with Peter Downing, the leader of the Wesic movement? Why did this happen? This is very strange. This dude came out saying that they have all the tools they need 
to surveil people, to monitor transactions, and to make all the necessary arrests, why would, as they begin to amass power, would he resign? This is an article from The Pulse. They put this up February 15th. Let's just read a little bit of it. It says, as of a few moments ago, Officer Ottawa's Police Chief Peter Slowly has resigned and will make a public announcement shortly after the Ottawa Police Services Board meeting today. Since the onset of the Freedom Protest, the Freedom Convoy protest in Ottawa, Slowly has faced intense criticism from residents of Ottawa who felt he wasn't doing enough to handle the situation in Ottawa's downtown core. Keep in mind, the protest is a peaceful one. It has seen no violence, damage, or injuries. Slowly's resignation comes, as sources tell CBC News, he's been accused of bullying and volatile behavior that has damaged relations with senior leadership and compromised the force's ability to cope with the truckers' protest. Sources have reported to CBC News that Slowly allegedly belittled and berated senior Ottawa police services officers in front of their colleagues and has failed to put forward a solid plan to end the controversial protest because he doesn't plan to enter to end the protest. They don't want to end it. They want to keep it going. You see, because the longer they keep it going, the, the, the Overton window, the farther we get away from normalcy and the more they can begin to engage in these extremes, like, de- like declaring citizens as domestic terrorists, like saying we're going to come after your kids and everything they've done so far. They don't want it to end. You've actually, haven't, you've, you've actually had the truckers come out and say, hey, here are our list of demands. Please listen to us. They don't want it to end. You see, because if they can keep it going, that's more powers for them. The same way the jig is up with all this COVID stuff and it's coming to an end, they have to move forward with other things. Let me play for you guys real quick this clip of this uh, Freedom Convoy spokesperson that says that he's warning of a false flag of stolen guns. And then we'll get into that afterwards. And then once we get into the, the stolen guns, false flag, I'll play for you beautiful people uh, the list of the demands that the truckers have made. But let's go ahead and get into this. Because, again, it's a mostly peaceful protest. There hasn't been any violence. There's been threats from authorities like Justin Trudeau and uh, Diane Deans. There's been threats from, again, these tyrants, but no threats from any of these civilians. Very very sketchy. Like I said, there's been no threats other than the ones that they've made. I'm trying to find this gentleman's name so I can get uh, Bulford. Bulford. Daniel Bulford. There you go. Daniel Bulford is the Freedom Convoy spokesman warning of a possible false flag involving stolen firearms. That firearms may be planted in Ottawa, specifically around the Freedom Convoy. I'm Danny Bulford. He's a former RCMP sniper supervisor that was regularly tasked with protection of the Prime Minister. Today, on February 14th, we received information from multiple believed reliable sources that firearms may be planted in Ottawa, specifically around the Freedom Convoy, to discredit the protest and to use as a pretext to forcibly remove peaceful protesters. Due to the nature of this information, we felt it prudent to notify the public in the interest of their safety. This private intelligence correlates with the approximately 2,000 firearms stolen in Peterborough, Ontario on Sunday morning, February 13th. Our sources have notified us that these weapons 
may be planted by nefarious elements, and at this point, we have no further knowledge about who is behind this act of sabotage. As soon as we received this information, we notified the appropriate authorities with whom we are collaborating, including the Ottawa Police Service, the Ontario Provincial Police, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and the Parliamentary Protective Service. We implore any of our demonstrators, if any activity is suspicious, please call 911 immediately. Many of us have left our homes to come here to demonstrate peacefully. We are all pleading with the police, do not act indiscriminately. We are calling on all scrupulous journalists, please turn your investigative talents to this matter. We expressly affirm the principle that change can only occur within the democratic process. We have never, nor do we ever intend to step outside of this democratic process. Public and police safety remains our paramount concern. Good job, Daniel. Good job. Sticking true through the end. Yeah, Freedom Convoy organizers say they notified police after being told, quote, nefarious elements plan to discredit protest. It's true. It's true. Uh, and you got to think, the whole world's watching this. Freedom fire, freedom fighters and tyrants alike, everybody's watching this. They've got to figure out to discredit it, to put it down, to delegitimize the concerns of the truckers. What better way to do this than injecting violence, than injecting discord? And that's exactly what they intend to do. Freedom Convoy braces for false flag as truckload of 3,500 guns go missing in Ontario. 3,500 guns. Super sketchy. This is an article from Baxter Dimitri of News Punch. They put this up February 14th. It says the Freedom Convoy in Ontario is bracing for a, quote, false flag attack by the establishment elites after a truckload of 3,500 firearms and magazines was stolen early Sunday morning in Peterborough. The establishment, led by unpopular Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, has been trying to sway public opinion against the truckers and the Freedom Convoy. However, the establishment has failed miserably in this endeavor, with the current poll indicating just 16% of Canadians are prepared to vote for Trudeau. The Freedom Convoy is now bracing for a foul play from the elites, with reports from the camp indicating many believe a, quote, false flag attack is currently in the works, designed to reclaim the narrative and reflect badly on the truckers. Information regarding the truckload of weapons remains thin on the ground. However, Peter Burroughs Police Services said in a press release that, quote, more than 2,000 firearms with clips were reported to be in the truck. The Star reports that very few details were included in the release and a detective assigned to the case would not comment further, despite publicly posted recordings of what appear to be police dispatches detailing the theft. A senior policing source confirmed that the trailer full of long guns had been stolen and had not been located. Around 3 a.m. Sunday, police were called to a trucking company on Park Hill Road East, quote, after reports of a truck carrying a quantity of firearms was stolen from the yard, Peterborough police said in a press release. No ammunition was believed to be on board. Yeah. And so keep this in mind, because, again, all of this information is coming out. This is what's taking place during this whole week. You can bet that by next week we'll see more of this stuff actually begin to surface. Uh, but check this out. RCMP arrests 13, Illuminati 13, 13 militant protesters after guns, body armor was seized at the Coates 
blockade. This is an article by Michael Rodriguez, the Calgary Herald put up on Monday the 14th. So they're, they're, they're warning about a false flag. There's reports of guns going missing. There's people getting arrested and there's no need for any of this. So, so, so you see how the police chief steps down They're They're warning of police action and all of this super shady stuff starts popping up. And audio listeners, you guys can't see it, but sure enough, they got the magazines, they got the long rifles, they got the machete, man, they got the body armor, they got it all. They got the ammunition straight up. How very convenient. It says the Royal Canadian Mounted Police said the group had a, quote, willingness to use force against the police if attempts were made to disrupt the blockade. The Alberta RCMP arrested 13 protesters described as being part of a, quote, criminal organization at an illegal blockade at the Count's border crossing after they had after finding they had access to a case of guns armor and ammunition the arrests were followed later in the evening by reports from mounties protesters were leaving the area potentially putting an end to their lengthy occupation of the border village the investigation into the group which the rcmp said had a quote willingness to use force against the police if attempts were made to disrupt the blockade began earlier this week as they joined the anti-covid 19 mandate protests blocking highway 4 south of lethbridge In a news release, Mounties said they executed a search warrant early Monday morning on three trailers associated with the group, finding 13 long guns, handguns, multiple sets of body armor, a machete, a large large quantity of ammunition, and high-capacity magazines. Following the search, they arrested uh, 11 people and later in the day arrested another person allegedly tied to the same group and seized two more firearms. A 13th person was arrested Monday afternoon after police say the driver of a semi accelerated toward it, of a semi accelerated toward Mounties, swerving at the last minute into some traffic cones. All 13 individuals remain in police custody. No charges has been laid as of this time. Super sketchy. So it's definitely starting to, definitely starting to accelerate. That's for sure. Definitely beginning to accelerate. Oh, I, I had another article. Apparently, it's not here. Uh, Canada is beginning to eye no-go zones in Ottawa to quell the Freedom Convoy protests, officials say. So it's 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 accelerating. And then what's so crazy is is you hear this uh, phrase pop up when talking about smart cities, the cry freedom ghettos, and we've talked about it here on the show as well. Zebellion. Breakaway civilizations. Uh, we saw that we saw this with the Antifa protests with Chaz Chop, the, the Capitol Hill autonomous zones or the occupied zones. This is the exact this is the exact same thing they're trying to do with Canadians by by putting them in no go zones or, or 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 boxing them off. How sketchy is this? Because you'll lose you'll lose some of your rights. You'll be like a second class or a third class citizen. You'll be a terrorist. And now you have you have Canadian Broadcasting Corporation experts warning against the far right connotations of the word freedom. The word freedom is dangerous to these tyrants, to these authoritarians in this new world order, in this new normal. The word freedom and liberty are the words of a terrorist. Let's read this. Let's read how having freedoms is a bad thing. 
Let's read how the establishment and the mainstream media thinks anybody that believes in freedom is a danger. Let's read this. This comes from Roberto Wacarel Cruz, the post-millennial. They put this up February 14th. Says Trudeau's state broadcaster, the CBC, said in an article released on Sunday that, quote, freedom has become a rallying cry used commonly among far-right groups. The article states that freedom is, to many, a, quote, malleable term and a word that's, quote, open to interpretation. That's the excuse, anyway, used by Barbara Perry, who has an actual job as the director of the Center of Hate, Bias, and Extremism uh, at the Oshawa-based Ontario Tech University. Quote, it is a term that has resonated. You can define it and you can understand it and sort of manipulate it in a way that makes sense to you and is useful to you, depending on your perspective, she told the broadcaster. Perry says that the use of the term could even remind some events that took place in D.C. last year, with Perry noting that some individuals may actually want freedom from government overreach. Quote, I think it resonates very much with what we've been seeing, and many take some inspiration from what we've been seeing in the U.S. over the last year and a half or so, leading up to the last election and the events of January 6th, she said. Quote, another expert, Elizabeth Anker, goes on to describe what she called, quote, violent freedoms. Anchor works as a, quote, associate professor of political science at George Washington University and an author of Ugly Freedoms, which examines the history of how freedom as a concept has been used in American society. Quote, freedom is a slippery concept, she says. Quote, on the far right, individual freedom is often translated as somebody who refuses to be bound by the norms of equality, treating all people equally or norms to remedy inequality whether that's trying to remedy racial discrimination or gender discrimination. The CBC then asserts that far-right groups only began appearing in Canada back in 2015, at the same time that then-candidate Donald Trump came into the spotlight, with Perry saying that rhetoric from the anti-status groups gaining, quote, more mainstream popularity. Quote, it's been taking a lot of people by surprise to see people in Canada who often seem so much more accepting of social interdependence to start pushing back against it with the language of individual freedom, said Anchor. The article also states, the, the article also takes a statement from Evan Balgard, uh, executive director at the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. The network was recently humiliated on Twitter by Killet editor John Kay after its chair, Bernie Farber, posted photos falsely attributed to the co- trucker convoy in Ottawa. So you get it. The, 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 of course, mainstream media would not promote freedom. All media does is promote obedience, programming, population control, manipulation, and so much more. They're programming you. So you having freedom is a, is a, is a bad thing. Of course. Of course. So we've got a couple more video clips to play for you guys. Uh, but during the, uh, during, before I read that previous article to you guys, I had, uh, doing a real bad job sharing tabs. I uh, I was perusing around and I found that video clip of this guy who's, who's who boasted about hacking the Freedom Convoy. This is the guy I said looks like a pedophile. Cyber terrorists boasts about a hacking Freedom Convoy fundraiser. Founder tells how the FBI failed to investigate the crime. And so Ian Miles Cheong, still gray on Twitter, says, this is Aubrey Cottle. He hacked gives and go and he doesn't care if anyone knows it. He's live on TikTok bragging about doxing and releasing the info that's currently getting thousands of people fired from their jobs for donating to the can- to the Freedom Convoy. So audio listeners, you guys can't see it, but you'll 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 hear this guy. 
And uh, when I saw this clip before, man, like I said, he looked like a pedophile. He's got that look. He's all weird. And of course, he's proud. Let's listen. Of course, he's proud. All villains brag. He's, it's
that was crazy. So I don't know what happened. We were covering that uh, that that state sponsored hack attack guy, that guy that was bragging about being a hacker. We might just have to include that in the in the show notes. I'm not sure how much of the show was cut off. Uh, but we'll be sure to put that link in the description bar below. Crazy. Aubrey Cottle. Aubrey Cottle was that hacker uh, that we were just going over before we got removed. How well does that? And again, I'll say this so I can move forward with the show. Uh, what disturbs me the most is how excited this individual was to carry out this type of stuff. This guy's going to green light more of this type of behavior. I'll be sure to upload that and talk more about that in the future. But let me go ahead and start playing our final clips for this segment and for this show. Just incredible, the things that are going on. I want to play for you guys just to end it on a somewhat better note. Some of the clips that are coming out in Canberra, in New Zealand, and how the French truckers are also beginning to have their own convoy. And somebody must have been, somebody's ears must have been ringing here in America because we finally got our butts off the couch and we're finally getting involved. But let me see if I can pull up for you guys real quick those couple of clips of the wild scenes uh, in Canada with military and SWAT just converging on the people. That'll show you again the time frame we're in. We could sit here and worry about Aubrey Cottle, the state-sponsored hacker who revels in destroying people's livelihoods, or we could talk about an even more pressing issue. So we'll go ahead and pull this up for you guys. I wonder what that... Uh, I'm not, I'm, I could speculate as to what that little disconnect was, but we're not going to spend more time on it than we need to. Here are a couple of the scenes, the incredible scenes uh, at Ambassador Bridge. And it just, it, it, it's incredible. It's like drone footage and you're seeing it. You're just seeing like the police line and then you're seeing like all these civilians. Incredible scenes. Audio listeners, clearly you guys can't see it, but just imagine a line of police and then civilians, regular day citizens, uh, being stopped and unable to cross the bridge. And I think this might have been the same bridge where they were actually stopping uh, those 13 people, or those 11 people. We have another clip too. Let's see. Here is uh, more Canadian stormtroopers marching down the street. Let's get more. And this is just of troops being put into position, basically. That's the crazy thing. They're just moving. Like, I know these are these are police officers. I'm calling them troops because I, I, I just think of the stormtroopers when I see these people. What is going on? Ashley, did they get Gilbert? 
Oh my god! Oh my god, they got him! Get off of him! Hey! Get off of him! This ain't Russia! Back up, back up. They got my husband. Get off the side. Get off. I wouldn't put it past these people hiring foreign security to police domestic citizens. Foreign adversaries would love it. They would love it and relish in it. Okay, I think you guys get the point and the picture. Let's move on. Let me try to find for you guys the video clips of some of the protests that are going down in New Zealand. It's, again, good for us to see this because at this point we are all the truckers. In Lakesh, I am another you. We play this clip right here. French truckers take inspiration from Canada and begin their own freedom convoy. Good good news. This is good news. Courage is courageous or is is contagious. We 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 la revolution. Viva la revolution, my friends. Viva la revolution. Good stuff there. You know, I'm having a hard time trying to find the New Zealand clips. So what I'm going to do for you guys is I'm going to go ahead and play the American convoy. Finally getting off of their keisters and being set up. The idea is to come from California to D.C. And God only knows what that's going to look like, uh, especially given the current political climate. I could expect to see the roadblocks. I could expect to see some type of hiccups. Uh, as it begins to take shape and form. But nonetheless, I'm very glad to see America step up and, and, and grab freedom, man. You don't see all these other nations. You don't see Canada. You don't. France, France has Canadian flags. New Zealand's holding Canadian flags. They're not holding American flags because we're dropping the ball. And other nations are stepping up. But it's good, like I said, to see America finally getting in the game and putting our money where our mouth is. Here is the People's Convoy of a thousand U.S. truckers reportedly getting ready to head to D.C. So we'll play this quick clip, this this news report, and then we'll close out this segment 
with the free with uh, with the freedom truckers giving their list of demands. It's only seven demands, but powerful nonetheless. But let's uh, let's listen to these American truckers joining the ranks. All right, we get some breaking news now. We're still following those truckers fighting for their freedoms in Canada and around the world. And right here, right now, the U.S., a freedom convoy is set to depart from California to our nation's capital in just a couple of weeks. Good stuff. Again, I don't like how long it's taking. The planning is what makes it seem very suspect. Uh, a lot of things could go wrong, but ultimately, I'm glad that we're getting in the game. That's the most important part. To protest COVID mandates. Now, this, folks, is the exclusive right here on The Balance. Start that over. All right, we get some breaking news now. Uh, we're still following those truckers fighting for their freedoms in Canada and around the world. And right here, right now, the U.S., a freedom convoy is set to depart from California to our nation's capital in just a couple of weeks to protest COVID mandates. Now, this, folks, is the exclusive right here on The Balance. We're about to get information about those plans. Please welcome Brian Bass. He's the trucker and co-founder of the People's Convoy. Maureen Steele, a national organizer with the convoy, Josh. Yoder. He's a pilot and founder of the U.S. Freedom Flyers. And Dr. Ryan Cole. Come on. We're so close. We are so close. Cole is here. He's a co-founder of the Global COVID Summit. Thanks. all for being here. Maureen, I'm going to start with you because you got some breaking news for us. You got some information about the U.S. version of the Canadian Truckers Convoy. Tell us about it. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we do. We have a big announcement today. Um, we are here to announce that um, the Global COVID Summit, the doctors of that, and the pilots of U.S. Freedom Flyers are joining hands with um, the truckers in in the convoy. Um, some of them will be embedding in the convoy, uh, and this is this is exciting. This is the size of Americana, and that white collar and blue collar are joining hands, and um, we're all in this together. Okay, great. All right. For the Wait, sake. Brian, now you're one of the co-founders of. What's your message? Our message is uh, kind of a couple there, but freedom uh, and the state and federal mandates and the. Uh, um, you know, the, the. How do I say it? And the emergency power authorities. 
remind Americans of their freedoms. You know, people have become too comfortable with government on our freedoms. And then, of course, accountability. We want congressional hearings, and Americans deserve uh, clarity. Yeah, and Josh, I think this is fascinating. Pilots getting involved as well to support your fellow freedom-fighting patriots. Tell us why you guys got involved. Yeah, absolutely. As, as everyone knows, you know, the airline industry, we, we had really totalitarian orders that came down, you know, mandating that, that we get the jab or lose our jobs. Uh, we stood up starting back in August. Okay. So I, I hate to I hate to let my impatience get the best of me, but we are pretty deep into this show and I do not have the patience for the buffering. We only have this 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 the list of demands from the Freedom Convoy, it's only about a minute long. So we're gonna play that and that's how we end the show. I'm sorry that I didn't let the American Freedom Truckers speak. I'm sorry, they need to step up more. Uh, at this point, it's celebrity stuff that you guys are doing it for. These, this was a natural response that took place in Canada. We're a couple weeks behind the ball. We're, there's, there's too much deliberation. Good. I'm glad you showed up. We've got to do even more. So here is the Canadian Freedom Convoy truckers giving their list of demands, and then we'll close the show out right after that. We call on our governments to restore the rights and freedoms to all Canadians. Cal 1. End all vaccine mandates for all Canadians, truckers, travelers, employees, healthcare workers, law enforcement agents, and soldiers. Number two, cancel provincial and municipal vaccine passports and masking requirements. Number three, end all state of emergency declarations. Number four, allow those who have lost their jobs to go back to work. Number five, grant access to parents that lost access to their kids. Be reunited. Six, financial protection for all small businesses harmed by COVID restrictions. And seven, respect freedom of choice and not discriminate. We call upon our governments to ensure. That was it. That was it. Just the, uh, just those demands right there. And we will see where the ball is tomorrow, or not tomorrow, uh, next week. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's good to see, again, other people leading. It makes me wonder what type of support we'll actually be able to bring. So there you have it. The Freedom Convoy has spurred off events in France and New Zealand, as well as Australia and here in the U.S. I can only, we can, we can all only wonder where it's going to go from here. Well, you've got Trudeau basically declaring citizens terrorists in his own country, activated in the Emergency War Powers Act. You've got Biden urging urging federal federal uh, involvement. It, it, it's, this is a very, very crazy time period to be in. Nonetheless, destabilization is on our horizon. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know this was a very information-packed episode, a fairly lengthy episode that I didn't mean for it to be. But, you know, that's the way this that's the way she goes. You know, things are crazy right now. Uh, we literally intro this show talking about how Satanism is creeping into the schools. Like it, 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 it doesn't get any more obvious than that about the times we are in, ladies and gentlemen. So get your head wrapped around 
what's going down and figure out what side of what side of the aisle you're on. Uh, they're making their move. The question is, is will we let them? And then the deeper question beyond that is, will we let it affect us? They are trying everything within their power to keep us underneath their thumb. And the great awakening is, is taking place. And I don't even like calling it the great, the great awakening. I like calling it revelation because that's where it starts. That's us recognizing the tyranny that we're under, seeing the evil that's at play and us digging deep, discovering our courage, discovering our spirit and fighting back against it. These people have been trying to muzzle us, silence us, squash dissent and keep us underneath their thumb. And at every single turn, humanity has found a way and we will find a way where there is will. There is a way. And there is a will to be free. And we are dying to be free. And we will not let these people take our freedom from us. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know, a fairly information-packed episode. I'll try to provide as many links as I can in the description bar below. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below as well. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era. Freedom Faction, and the exclusive members crew, out.